tension broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now. Why, hello, it is two minutes and 15 seconds after the hour of five in this, the month of June of the year of our Lord, 2009. Thank you for coming along and making it part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of Rock 101 KUFO in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Thank you for joining us today. It is uh, 503-228-4101 if you would like to uh, engage with us. It is Thursday, and welcome to day 12. Uh, coming up later on today, we have uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, ladies and gentlemen, who's the victor on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, uh, last night. And here's the thing. I, we were talking after the show yesterday about uh, there, was the, there was Lou Diamond Phillips, there was the NBA guy, and then there was... I've already forgotten who the other two were. All I know is it wasn't Sanjaya, because he was sort of the nightmare scenario for me. Even the NBA guy could almost be funny in the sense that I know absolutely nothing about sports. Sanjaya is one of those guys that I know just enough about to guarantee that it would be a completely tedious uh, interview. So, we got off the air yesterday. I go uh, online. We were sitting in the office, and I go to TiVo.com. And I, you know, program my TiVo remotely uh, to record I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And then, yes, I managed to go home and completely forget about it anyway. So there you go. So it's actually sitting on my TiVo completely unwatched. Tim, did you watch I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here? I did. It was very interesting. Sarah? I did not. Well, that's excellent. There you, you were supposed to. We were in the office and you set your TiVo. Yeah. I was kind of bored with it. No, I, I set it and then forget it. Forgot it. Well, there's a joke there somewhere, you know, but it kind of, it, in any event. Uh, we will, however, be talking to Lou Diamond Phillips coming on uh, coming on the show later on today. Be about uh, 8.50 or so. We'll be speaking did I just him. hear that correctly? Yes, you did, Tim. I feel like I'm on another program. Lou Diamond Bats Phillips uh, will be joining us today at 8.50. Uh, coming up in the 6 o'clock hour, Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. We'll talk to CNN Radio correspondent uh, Jim Roop from Los Angeles today, who will give us updates on the uh, accommodations of one uh, Phil Spector as he moves into the uh, penal system to stay for the rest of his days. It's 503-228-4101. We also have a uh, pair of tickets to give away for the Portland Timbers uh, today for the uh, Thursday, July 2nd game. That is next Thursday. Also, a pair of reserve tickets to Stained, Shinedown, Chevelle, and Hailstorm. Uh, that's on the way. And then more about this, this insane uh, story about the South Carolina governor who first was just going to the store uh, to buy, you know, the, 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 a loaf of bread, a card of milk, and a stick of butter. And then somehow ended up in, like, Buenos Aires. We've got that on the way as well. It's 503-228-4101. You can email if you like. It is rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah with an H at kufo.com. Tim at kufo.com. Or Nibbler, N-I-B-L-E-R uh, at kufo.com. Good morning, Sarah Dillon. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? Hi. How was your evening? It was interesting. I went to a um, a playgirl, a men of playgirl like naked review show last night. Were these local gentlemen involved? They were not. That's they were almost from... <laughs> certainly not the case. Yeah, from Battleground. And I went and saw it uh, in Gresham. Shahela's is finest six packs in Gresham. Oh God, in Gresham, it was the most ridiculous thing. Oh, was it the Gresham uh, Chippendale? Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the men of Lentz. 
I was at this place called the Refectory, and I've never seen a pack of like sadder, more desperate women in my life. It was so sad. Are we sure this wasn't a KUFO sponsored event? I mean, I'm sure I'm, I'm almost positive it wasn't. I just want to clarify mean, that before we move. Am I sad? I meant sexy. <laughs> It was. I, I took some notes last night. What is it? First of all, the refectory is a place that I always hear about, but I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever been there. It sounds like a warehouse. What is it? Um, it's like a restaurant slash bar slash dance club. Doesn't a refectory sound like a place where they make? I don't. know, It's just one of those places where you like ice cream. Well, no, I wasn't even going to... Well, there's that. I was going to say a refectory sounds like one of those places you see in an industrial training film where there's just the huge bucket full of molten lead that's being pulled into a mold, poured into a mold of some kind. And, and they're using melting it to, black smoke. There's progress on the way. Exactly. It's like in the opening credits Inhale of... Inhale lots of it. It's good for you. In the opening sequence of the full Monty or whatever, when they talk about Brixton, a city on the move, or whatever the hell. From sewage to pies. So what is the... But is it just like a bar? Yeah, it was, it's like a bar slash dance club. It has like a dance floor and like another bar in the back. What is it with you and the sexing lately? I don't this doesn't, know. This is like is two this things. Is where that... the, uh, the Gresham Gentry might hang out? <laughs> it, it was quite the classy establishment. This is, have you been somehow warped by your exposure to Ron Jeremy? Because this is like two things inside of a week that don't seem like you at all. I know. Well, and, you know, my friend had free tickets to it, so I'm like, come on. Which friend is this? Jen Lane. Okay, well, that yeah. makes sense. All right, because yeah, so she's she had, a woman with a hookup. Exactly, so she had comp tickets. And you can't, I mean, if someone gives you a Men of Playgirl, like, strip club pass, like, you can't not go. Well, that's true. It Who was, can say no to that? Yeah, it was uh, pornographic, and the guys were, like, like shiny, and they kept trying to touch us. It was really gross. Shiny. <laughs> they were completely uh. shiny, and they were, um, yeah, it was, it was an This is the less fun kind of shiny, yes. I'm imagining. The not sexy. Are these a lot of like hairless, uh, waxen uh, men where everything has been sort of plucked and removed this and trimmed? A, and... This is a lot of them all shaved up and greased up, uh, wearing like cowboy hats and um, vests with no shirts on, dancing to save a horse, ride a cowboy. That's awesome. All right. It was it was pretty epic. Remind me to ask you more about that later. Okay. okay. And the, the, and the, I think we missed each other yesterday afternoon because I was supposed to go by uh, the the swimming pool where you were hanging out so I could stare at all the strippers. Yes, there were a bunch of them there yesterday. Yes, and I called and I, I called and I missed you. And then by the time you called me, I was already taking a nap. Yeah, I know so. my phone. Yeah, I had my phone on silent. It was in my backpack. So right. and I've had, and I learned that I have to turn that phone completely off whenever I'm trying to get any sleep because otherwise because now everything is that Adam Lambert uh, ringtone. So anytime. Like anytime I'm I'm trying to sleep, if I'm trying to get any kind of rest, and I don't have it turned down, there's just a. Uh, am I uh, up over there? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's going to be a great day. I can already tell. So anytime I'm trying to sleep, <laughs> if my phone is next to the bed and I get the, and that's just you can't sleep through that. All right, let's pay a visit to the news desk with your personal savior, Tim Riley. <laughs> In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. It is 5.09. Expect showers today. Highs near 70. You know, just when I was trying to pour through these Sam Adams, Bo Breedlove documents, this South Carolina governor comes along and I get more documents dumped in my lap. So here's what I've sorted through so far. Let's begin with Sam Adams and Bo Breedlove. Even though Sam Adams and Bo Breedlove expressed concern for each other in those loving text messages, the records show that wasn't happening behind the scenes. Documents released include one showing a lawyer for Adams, writing that Breedlove was stoking the media for more than two years, contacting reporters on the sly, including sending anonymous tips, which Adams knew nothing about. Now, it shows that these tips went to the Mercury editor, Amy Ruiz, who has a nice job right now for some reason. (laughs) Then Adams' attorneys showed up on Breedlove's doorstep the night Adams wrote that letter of resignation that he never used. 
asking Breedlove to sign a statement saying he did not kiss or have sexual contact with Adams before he turned 18. Well, you know, I, I cannot tell you how much I'm looking forward to the day when I'm rich and powerful enough to have lawyers to just go lean on people uh, anytime, day or night, just to get things signed. You know, I mean, it must be nice. Because normally you have to be Suge Knight and dangle a guy off a balcony by his ankles to get them to sign things like that. But apparently if you're Sam Adams, you can make it happen, too. Uh-huh. So uh, both are equally involved in this. So this is so because Breedlove says that they that they kissed in the men's room at City Hall. Right. Yes. And yet or he, or he said that publicly. I can't, I, I can't even remember now if he said that to us when he was on. I, I don't remember if he said it to us. I can't. I'm so trying I, to. I don't want to say that he did. If I if I don't. It's entirely remember. possible. We have to go back and listen to the interview. But uh, we had him uh, on the show sometime back, and I'm trying to remember whether he whether he sort of comped to that or whether he gave sort of a, a passive confirmation of that story. But if, so Sam Adams sends some lawyer. That's got to be an unnerving experience. You open your front door. I mean, you're already feeling like you're in hot water. Things are already getting a little uh, wonky in your life. And on your front porch are some lawyers from the mayor's office. And this is why he can't pay his mortgage payments. Jesus. Well, because those lawyers, uh, I would imagine that folks like that, Paul Drake doesn't come cheap. Right. Uh, that's a guy you got to pay through the nose for. So uh, that from those legal documents yesterday. Uh, let's see. Do we want to go on to uh, Mark Sanford at this point? Well, let's uh, let's do this. Let's let's put a pin in that, as they say. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the in the next segment, we'll talk about that because that's probably a whole. Jesus, I, I mean, the speed at which that guy's story just unraveled in South Carolina it's is fascinating. fantastic. It really is great. How would you not think you were going to get noticed going to Argentina? I mean, that's a, you know, that's a thing that people pay attention to. If you're the governor of some place and then suddenly you're hanging out in Buenos Aires all day, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the that is the sort of thing that will not go without notice. All right, so we'll do that coming up later on in the show. We have uh, Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. We'll talk to Cena Radio correspondent James Roop and Lou Diamond Phillips, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, straight ahead, we'll talk about this. Nutcase uh, Governor. Oh, and we'll find out why why and how Sarah came to be at the Men of Playgirl Review. Live from Portland, Oregon, it is Thursday morning. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Don't miss a moment of the Rick Emerson Show. Or you'll be filled with desperate, miserable shame. Listen online. Live or via podcast at KUFO.com. Emerson Show. We're here in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Thank you for coming by. It's Thursday morning. If you'd like to uh, engage with us on the telephone, it's 503-228-4101. You can also text 520-51. I'm not going to belabor the point, but uh, so Laura and I, we got rid of this truck that we've had for several years. I got a, uh, I got a new used uh, vehicle. And so we were doing that thing, the final sweep through the truck to make sure that we weren't sort of giving anything away that you know that we needed. You know, because you have a car for a long period of time, you just stick stuff in the in the trunk or in the glove box or whatever. And so we picked up the new car, and then she tells us, "Okay, well, you know, I've already got somebody to take the truck." And and I and by the way, it, my it, for anybody who sort of preemptively calls up about this, my conscience is clear because we told them that the truck is just a big, is just a load. Uh, it really is just a death trap, in my opinion. But you know what? That's uh, that's fine. You have at it. So. The reason we, incidentally, the reason we were getting rid of the truck as opposed to just keeping it because it's paid for is because, A, it no longer goes in reverse. If you want to go, if you want to back the truck up, you actually have to put it into four-wheel drive. 
because it's it, like if it's in regular two-wheel drive, it will no longer uh, the, the reverse doesn't work anymore. So I don't exactly know. I don't know a whole lot about uh, transmissions and so forth. But I know that if the truck is in two-wheel drive and you put it in reverse and you hit the gas, nothing happens. It just kind of goes and you sort of stay where you are. So if you would see me use the truck here in the back parking lot, I would come to work. If you would like pay careful attention to how I was parking, as I know you all did, every time that I would park, note that I was always parking so that I was on an incline, so that when I got ready to leave in the morning, all I had to do was just put it to neutral and the truck could sort of roll back out because the reverse didn't actually work as such. So I made sure to, to, to let the woman know all of these things. That's quite classy. Oh, and here's the other great thing about the truck, by the way. These are all things that I didn't really uh, observe at the time because it would have made it even easier to steal uh, for the fourth consecutive time out of my driveway. The other great thing about the truck that we just managed to successfully unload on some fool is that the whatever you know the gear shift. The gear shift doesn't actually have, you don't actually have to have the key turned or the ignition on or the steering wheel unlocked to adjust the gears. You can actually just take it right out of park into reverse or neutral without doing anything. I mean, really, if you had a stick that you could jab in the, in, in the driver's side window onto the gear shift, you could stick it right into reverse from outside the truck. You don't, have, you don't even have to have the keys to roll it away. So, How old is this truck again? Enjoy that. Uh, 19, 1989, I think. 1990. I mean, it served as well for, years out of it. yeah, for something that we didn't pay a whole lot for to begin with. Anyway, but so I'm going through and I, you know, go, you know, I take a box out to the truck and I'm making sure that there's nothing out there that you know that I need. And you know, and then also, do you ever do this uh, when somebody borrows your car? You know intellectually that there's nothing embarrassing that you've left in there, but you're not, but you still have the irrational fear, you know, that they're going to open the glove box and it's going to be, you know, like a huge. Sex mask or something in there, like oh, I'm sorry, I meant to take. Well, how many of them me. do you have in there? Well, well it's um, weird that you kind of went to huge sex. Six mask. or seven. It got stuck between the cushions of the seats. <laughs> it's right underneath. Usually, my... you carry it in your back pocket, and one day it just wasn't there. It's, it's, it finally turns up. It's underneath my AAA mileage guide. Pardon me, have you seen my Amico booklet? Wait, hold on. It's underneath my dildo mask. Wait, one, uh, one second. Oh, boys, my face red, uh, and zippered. Uh, no, so I'm going through, but I didn't find that. You know what I found? It was the strangest conglomeration of things. It was 15 boxes of dried Jello powder and a meat thermometer. Like, Where? Why in the in the back of the truck? Oh, okay. Like, why would you have both of those things? Well, I it's could, a good place to make Jello, I guess. But the meat thermometer was sort of the thing that didn't make any sense. But first of all, I didn't even know we owned a meat thermometer. And secondly, why would it be in the back of the truck? Maybe it was meant as a gift. There's no. Maybe it was given to us. A by lot somebody. of people buy emergency gifts just in case they get thrown into a social situation where somebody unexpectedly gives you something and you think you have nothing, so they always keep the extra gift wrapped. Somewhere. So this is like I'm called called to a baby shower with yes. not not much notice. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That's great. Congratulations. congratulations I mean, what expected mother wouldn't want a meat thermometer? Here, here you go. Use it in good health. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen at the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim. <laughs> In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everybody. 527. Expect some showers today. Highs near 70. We'll get back to all the uh, Sam Adams stuff later. We have plenty of it. We're not going to run out. So we're going to take a little break from it and regroup. In the meantime, here's one of those only in Oregon stories. A man uses a church's Wi-Fi to view pornography. Good for him. It's not just for the library anymore. And to top it all off, he's a registered sex offender in church. Oh. He's been charged that he stole the Wi-Fi from a church to view pornography. 
Several neighbors in South Salem called police to complain about a vehicle that was parked in an area on several occasions over the course of two days, and there was a man inside using a laptop for several hours for some unknown reason. Uh, the neighbors uh, saw the man sitting in his car on Meyer Street, called police. He looked like a nice young fellow. But there was some concern after three or four nights. They were wondering what he was up to. Well, Salem police officers responded. They approached the car and saw pornographic material on the screen of the computer. It didn't have an air card, and police soon learned the man had located an unsecure Wi-Fi network nearby. It came from a, a church. They arrested Sean Thompson, who's 27, on four counts of theft of services. You can be busted for this. See, that's one of those things that they will never, uh, the, the average person would never need to worry about being arrested for that or charged with it. But they sort of keep it in their back pocket as a way just to add, tack extra time onto it if you turn out to be hella creepy, as this guy apparently was. So, uh, yeah, he's, uh, well, he's been in trouble before. He's been busted on four counts of theft of services, and he is no longer on court supervision. But he wasn't in violation of his parole. Wait, so he was, in other words, so they can't tag him for being a sex offender. But so the, the theft of the Wi-Fi, that's going to, that'll work well enough for now. Right. Do you do this? Do you get, uh, because we all, I mean, Sarah has a laptop, and then Tim, mm. you do as well. I do, yes. Um, so do you, uh, have you reached that point where it's it's sort of like the escalating expectations of our technological age, where you get disproportionately angry if you go somewhere and there's no Wi-Fi or if they want you to pay for it, and you just become sort of enraged about the whole thing? Well, I only patronize the places that have Wi-Fi, and there's only one place near my house. Yeah, but and I don't really bring my laptop to a lot of like places. See, and I kind of, and I just carry mine with me everywhere because it's now my primary. Because Laura and I—that's the other thing I did is uh, I—I I didn't get rid of my PC because you can't really. So the the uh, your BlackBerry didn't replace your laptop. Uh, no, it is an adjunct to my laptop. But I is mine it the same thing? Mine. What's that? Is it really the same thing? It, well, you know, in some ways it is. You know, here's the thing: is that uh, Lara was she was getting a new phone, and I was kind of pushing her real hard to get the the, the black uh, the BlackBerry, uh, which I only say this is not a paid endorsement. I'm just uh, I'm a proud uh, owner and user of that. I have the BlackBerry World, and Sarah has the BlackBerry Curve, which I think is the same thing that the Nibbler has. That's just for ladies. And I, that's right, Greg, in your face. Right, um, matching lady phones. The, uh, but um, anyway, so I told Lauren, like, oh, you, you gotta get a BlackBerry, and she ended up going with something else, and she never really used it though. And I was demonstrating something to her the other day. I was talking about how the iPhone, up until I think like I don't know six months ago or something, you couldn't copy and paste. That's another. See that as much as I love Apple, that's another one of those weird things that like where Apple just digs in their heels about something. It's just retarded. They just resist for no good reason. For like the first two and a half years the iPhone existed, you couldn't copy and paste, which makes no sense at all. There's just absolutely no explanation for that, except that Steve Jobs just had it into his head somehow. Well, I don't want you to copy and paste. And, you know, then finally I think they had to give in. But but I was demonstrating something to Lauren the BlackBerry, and she... Um, and she was remarking how it, I mean, it, it, I mean, this sounds like such a pedantic observation, but it really is just, it is like a space age supercomputer. I mean, it's probably more powerful than that thing we use to send guys to the moon or whatever. And I'm just kind of carried around in my pocket. But you can't really sell a PC at this point if it's used. I mean, the resale value of, of a desktop computer is just like nothing. So we just packed that into the basement because she has a laptop and so do I. And so now that is my, my primary uh, computer. But I'll take it with me everywhere I go. Here's the thing you'll notice after uh, spending time in Portland you will become increasingly irritated at airports that do not offer you Wi-Fi. You go to Salt Lake, it, sons of bitches, you go to Salt Lake, here's what you have to do. They offer Wi-Fi, but A, it's $12. 
You yes. have to fork over $12, and they try to console you by saying, well, but that's for a 24-hour period, which is, is such a load because nobody's ever in an airport for more than, like, two hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, even if you're going there and coming back the same day, that's, like, what, four or five hours at most that you're there. So it's $12, and then you have to install this little piece of software that you can then never get off your machine. I actually had to go online to a site just called thissoftwaresucks.com. that walked me through how to take it off because the uh, because it just infests you with this weird sort of... It's like some sort of computorial shingles uh, that you can't get off your machine. So it's all very, yeah. And there's a prominent uh, coffee chain, Starbucks, uh, that now has taken away their free wi- Wi-Fi as well. And it's not even that like you, and it's not just that you have to be a customer. You go there and you actually have to go to the counter and you have to buy like a little plasticky card that you carry around with you to to allow you to use the Wi-Fi in their establishment. I'd resist strongly. I do resist. Yeah, strongly. that's yeah. BS. I resist by... Uh, I resist by resisting. All right. Let's uh, do this. Straight ahead, more news from Tim Riley coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. Later on in the 8 o'clock hour, Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, Between those two, we'll talk to CNN Radio correspondent Jim Roop. We'll fill us in on the uh, living conditions of one Mr. Philip Spector. Uh, Plus, lots more news about Sam Adams and that nutcase governor from South Carolina. It's going to be a great day. Live from from Portland's Thursday morning. Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Share your thoughts with billions. I love a man in yellow pants. Call 503-228-4101. The Rick Emerson Show returns. It is the Rick Emerson Show. We're here in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It's Thursday morning on Rock 101 KUFO. Ladies and gentlemen, let's pay a visit to the news desk with your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. A man's body was found yesterday afternoon on Clatsop Beach, about five miles north of Seaside. Reports from the OSP said the unidentified man is African-American between 40 and 50 years old. The deceased was found with a life jacket on around 645. They found a kayak north of the man's body and believe the death could be the result of accidental drowning. Kayaking terrify me. The, uh, the, the, that whole... You're wedged into that thing. Yeah, no, you'll see those where you'll see those those kayaking uh, shows on like Discovery Channel or something where it's one of those. And now we're plunging deep across, you know, forwarding the rocky stream, and they'll show those kayaking expeditions where it's the long chain of guys that are all, you know, each of them is, you know, they're all in the in the in the boats by themselves, and there's that thing. As you just noted, where you're wedged in so tightly mm-hmm. that you're sitting there asking yourself, "How is it that I'm not going to drown if that thing uh, if that thing tips over?" Yeah, kayakings right. are, are are terrifying. Uh, kayakings uh, for Indians, not the white man. <laughs> it's that. Having been said, um, apparently, uh, apparently, they, it works out poorly for lots of folks. Yeah. Um, but I think it's all because I saw this uh, this nature show when I was a kid where they were talking about, I don't know, it was before the term ex- extreme sporting came into existence. But they were showing a guy in a kayak, and it was that thing where he would flip around and go underwater and then come back up on the other side. And that doesn't seem like a thing your boat ought to be doing. It seems like if you're doing, you know, if you're doing a 360 degree turnaround that involves you being fully submerged under the water, seems like you're doing it wrong. That is nature's way of saying stay away. Changes are on the way for TriMet. Promises, promises. Now they've announced a $3.5 million budget cap. It's going to lead to changes. They're proposing making Fairless Square apply only to trains and streetcars. 
while 25 buses could possibly be operating less frequently. Well, that's enough to, well, don't go downtown. The uh, public will be allowed to voice their feelings, although they really don't care. The public's opinion will be heard and then completely disregarded. Absolutely. Then there'll be an open house of public hearing that's going to be July 13th to discuss the possible changes. But minds have already been made up. But go down and vent. It'll make you feel better. The appropriate palms have already been greased. Your voice will do nothing. Mm-hmm. An exercise in futility. Give up. Uh-oh, there's been another robbery in Gresham. Three people suspected of a Tuesday robbery have been arrested, allegedly robbing La Tupita Market on Southeast Start. I do appreciate the fact that you gave at least a token uh-oh before you said that there'd been a robbery in Gresham, indicating, if falsely, that you care about this. Mm-hmm. An EPA report says toxic air is being breathed in Oregon. 2.2 million people reside in both Oregon and rural areas and have a higher risk of developing cancer from breathing air. What are we supposed to do? I, what, is, what am I supposed to do with that information? What is the point of giving me that fact? It's just to terrorize you just a little bit more. Hey, by the way, if you should happen to do any breathing today, you should know that that will probably give you melanoma. So uh, have, have a pleasant afternoon. Uh, we have a higher cancer risk here, many times higher than the national average. Woo-hoo! Rural areas are not spared either. There's no place you can go. <laughs> you cannot run from the air. And the only people who beat us are... Mississippi and Kentucky. Well done. I mean, we have to try a little bit harder so, if we can't beat Mississippi. So we have to go to some place where you're going to die of black lung uh, mm-hmm. before you can get more. Di- Why is the air so bad here? Does it say? Uh, is it the problem of these trees? Do we need to get rid of these trees? Are the trees making us sick? Yes. Is this some sort of Shyamalan thing where it's like a counterintuitive business of the trees actually contributing to our demise? Yes. Well, we should cut them all down. Let's start today. Okay. I thought you were going to do like a Mark Wahlberg quote from. I'm happening. so sorry, I can't do Wahlberg. Have you ever heard Bobby's uh, uh, Fat Boy's Mark no, Wahlberg? It's spot on. It is freaky. It's he because it because the thing about Fat Boy is he like a lot of uh, the folks he sort of does that impression once removed. How like when you know when we would back when we would do uh, like a Bush 41 we would George do the first George Bush. We didn't really do George Bush's voice. We all just did Dana Carvey, who's doing George Bush. And so Bobby kind of does. Who's the guy on SNL that does the Mark Wahlberg? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know him. I don't know his name, though. I forget his name. Because when Wahlberg was on there, they had the guy, you know, they, they did a thing of putting Wahlberg, you know, and his impersonator in the same sequence. Anyway, so what he does is Bobby does a really, really good uh, rendition of that guy doing Mark, Mark Wahlberg. And it's 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 actually kind of unnerving. You should have him do it for you at some point. Okay, cool. All right. Here's uh, Tim Riley. Last night's Beavers game was postponed due to a falling light fixture. Nobody was hurt when it crashed. Those holding tickets may exchange it for, for another exciting game that's coming up soon. Hey, I have a question. So, so since the soccer thing isn't going to Lentz. The soccer and minor league baseball team will negotiate separately. They have been delinked. I don't know if that happens when you push F15 or how that happens. But they've been delinked. The Timbers and the Beavers are two separate entities now. All right, so this is, okay, because it was going to be the Major League version of the Timbers, which is basically the same name, but there's nothing else. They don't have nothing. I mean, same name in the same sport, more or less. Just a different font. But that was the, but it was, but it was going to be a different team. In other words, it wasn't necessarily going to be the same players. Different team in a different league. Different league. Yeah. So there'll be taller Timbers. So now they were negotiating for one venue for both of them. Yes. But now that's not the case. So in other words, so the Timbers could still move to the beautiful downtown Lent or whatever. So one of the stipulations no, Major Greg League Soccer no. gave Portland when discussing making the Timbers pro was to guarantee the Timbers play in a soccer-only venue. Oh, I see. So, so currently the, the Beavers and the Timbers share PGE Park, but they don't like sharing. All right. So the deal is so jealousy. So, and, so they want a, a venue that is only for soccer. And but, I can see why. I mean, because, like, the baseball diamond is still out there, like, when they're, when they're playing the soccer game. 
Like you can see, um, like this huge dirt circle. Like, well, you shouldn't have to look at that. Well, and I think the deal is also. I think we heard a, the Major League Soccer. They the, the the league itself mandates that there's got to be crowd seating on all sides. Uh, that you can't just do it on one side, or it can't just be like some weird, you know, deal where you. The, well, can't the pitcher's mom be covered like with a metal plate? Like, well, that's construction downtown. There are plenty of those pieces hanging around. Well, that's what I would think. I mean, why they just don't? Why they just don't cover it up? Is there some? Do they have to be able to play in natural grass too? Is that the thing? Well, I guess they can't play in astroturf or whatever. Yeah, can that's, they so roll out the grass? Can well, we see, do that? I thought that they would do the opposite. See, I thought that what they would do is they would they would roll out some sort of a baseball diamond on top of like the, the grass or whatever they play soccer on. I suppose it would help or if I had drop it from from the roof somehow. Yes, it can descend slowly from heaven, carried by the seraphim and cherubim of a thousand archangels. I guess it would help if we had, like, even a passing knowledge of sports on the show. And the only person who does is Greg, who's actually behind a soundproof window. Greg is actually in a tiny little box from where he cannot be heard at all. Yeah, but he's freezing in there. It is a meat locker. It is so cold in there. It's like... Greg is sort of like that fire extinguisher that's behind glass, and it's sort of like the breaking case that there is a. Appreciates being called a fire extinguisher. No, but I'm saying it's like it's like a breaking case of sports question because he's hermetically encased inside this uh, inside this little glass fortress where he can't be heard at all. So yeah, he says okay. So the, apparently PGE is going to be only only going to be for the Timbers, says Greg. All right. Well, in any event, here's uh, Tim Riley. So case solved. Oregon lawmakers have given the final approval to a bill to ban the use of handheld cell phones while operating a motor vehicle. The measure, which was approved by the House yesterday, now goes to Governor Kulingowski's desk for his signature. The new law will impose a maximum $90 fine for drivers caught texting or talking on a handheld cell phone. It does not apply to drivers using a cell phone equipped with a hands-free device. So, just another thing for the cops to stop you for. I, was, so I just, saw two red cars stopped on the way home yesterday. Oh, man, I was, so I was going up uh, uh, Powell I don't know what it is, man. It, 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 I mean, I know that I spend a lot of time on Powell as opposed to other streets just because that's the, that's the route that I take to, uh, to get home. But there's something about Powell that the cops just descend on that street, like I would say probably once a month. Oh, yeah, I will like, see, especially around the safari and um, like the bowling alley. There's like 50 speed traps in a row set up. Same, I mean, it's, Same as Sylvan Hill. Is that true? Oh, well, yeah. They, they, they just sort of lay in wait. I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, and uh, whatever. I mean, I guess I guess that's part of the game. I guess you speed, and the man catches you, he pulls you over, and then you go to court and scream about but it. But it's easy to bag people because they nab them at the bottom of the hill. You're going up, going up, going up, right. all of a sudden, and that's where they get you. Hey, do, let me ask you this. Do you get a little uh, not-so-secret outrage whenever you turn around a corner and there's one of those vans that isn't going to pull you over, just gives you your speed? It just tells you, like, you, your current speed is 42. And you see a flash and you know they just took a picture of you? Well, no, I'm not even talking about the where they take the picture. I'm just where, where it's just put up there to make you aware of the speed. Like, to me, that almost pisses me off more. It's like, either ticket me or don't ticket me. Like, that's, just, mm-hmm. the, there's, like, that's just smugness, is what that is. That's just that's just lording uh, their presence over me without any follow-through, because I'm paying for that van to be there for no readily apparent reason. It's like, Because there's got to be a cop in there, right? You can't just have the van unattended. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, what am I paying that for if it's just there to alert people to the fact that they're speeding and then they're not going to do anything about it? The whole thing, it, it, it is, I just don't like middle ground like that. But I was going up Powell, and I would say probably between... Um, I don't know, probably between like maybe 10th and I don't know, and probably 33rd or so. I mean, I would imagine I saw seven or eight. I mean, not just seeing them sitting there, actually saw seven or eight cars pulled over by these cops that suddenly roared out of the side streets. So I don't know if that's some sort of a deal where they get, you know, they realize it's the middle of the month and revenues are lagging behind or how that works. But it's uh, 
It is a uh, tricky situation. All right. Uh, coming up in the next hour, we'll have CNN Radio correspondent Amanda Moyer uh, will join us. We'll talk about our new best friend, the governor of South Carolina. I mean, he appears to be on tour, so maybe he'll be coming through here at some point. Who's to who's to say? Uh, Jim Roop will join us at 7.20. And coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, Lou Diamond Phillips. It is Thursday morning. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. This is The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. UFO Portland. That's right, Tim Riley. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It's 503-228-4101. Coming up inside this hour, CNN Radio correspondent Amanda Moyer will be joining us uh, from Atlanta to talk about uh, this... Did you forget his name? Freakish governor. I don't. I don't Mark even think. For it. I don't. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't even think about somebody else. I don't even think I knew his name. I think he was just that South Nobody Carolina knew about governor until that, yesterday. Yeah, he got on a jet plane and ran to Argentina. Did he say the Appalachians just because it's long and it starts with an A? I mean, he figured it was the and sort he of thing. He'd be out of cell phone range. That was the thing. No, no, I'm not going to be. There were no relay towers in, in the woods. I'm going to be walking through Vermont. It's all very tricky. Don't try to. Please don't find me. All right. Uh, so Amanda Moyer will have uh, information on uh, that. Although I guess I mean I really know what at this point it's just it's, he's had to resign all all of his uh, all of his positions except right? for just, the his governorship. And there's the question whether they're going to run him out of town on a rail at this point. But I, I looked at the uh, South Carolina newspaper and found that they do have one that is written, and 68 percent want him to quit. It's According not, to a, the South Carolina newspaper poll. Thank you for noting that it's written that it's not just some sort of a McDonald's picture menu of uh, of daily happenings like in, daily grit. In, in Charleston. Dude, remind me to talk to you about grit, grit. in just a second. G-R-I-T. Okay, in just a second? Write that down. No, in just one moment, I'm going to ask you something about grit. Um, I've never seen it. I've only heard about it. No, no, see, I got I'm going to ask you it, about it's, that. It's one of those urban legends like sea monkeys. No, no, no. See, I don't... Put it, okay, put a pin in that in just one second. Or the uh, whoopee cushion. Oh, the joy stop, buzzer. Stop. Try to get it. Or the dog scat sticks. Tim, I'm trying to get service elements taken care of. Why, why are you impeding my forward motion? I'm sorry. Continue to service. That's right. Uh, 640 today. We'll talk to Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. Uh, and we'll talk to us all about the world of celebrity nudity. Jim Roop at 720 uh, about Phil Spector. And then uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. About Ooh. whom Greg apparently has a great Lou Diamond Phillips story that we'll hear later on. We'll talk to him at 850. He was the winner of uh, I'm a Celebrity. Get me out of here. And then we still have to talk about Sarah who went to... Did you tell me you when you went to this male strip show last night, which my mouth still has trouble uh, forming that sentence because it doesn't seem like a thing you would do. Mm-hmm. But was this, was this you and Jen, anybody else? Yeah, it was uh, Kelsey and Heather and I. Of course. Yes. <laughs> uh, did you take copious notes? I did, but I can't say them on the air. Well, let me ask you this. It Just... was so vile, the things that they, that these guys were saying. The Gresham Gold Diggers of 2009. <laughs> the, was, it, was it more horrifying? I'll just ask you this one question. So this was it actually Playgirl or was it like some sort of an off-brand okay, Playgirl? I know we were just like, is it Play G U R L? That's that, no, that that means something else. I think no, no, no it actually was Playgirl because they would uh, talk about you know their magazines that they were in. Because he's like, and here's you know Hot Jimmy from Playgirl, you know July two thousand two. I want you to give me a Hot Jimmy. <laughs> Let's go, let's go out by the dumpster. <laughs> the, um... And it was so sad, and they kept trying to do these choreographed dances. You could tell like it was one of the guy's first nights, and he was trying to do the thing, and you could just so you could watch his mouth and watch him counting. He's like, one, 
Two, Step two, three, four. Yeah. It was so awkward to watch. Can't wait what to be back the at the motor. Steps were on the on the floor. They had like yeah. an Arthur, like an <laughs> Arthur Murray thing, and then it says like take off loincloth. And then they kept so I, I guess, can't see the lights are too dim. <laughs> so these poor girls had to pay like you know ten or fifteen bucks to get into it. And they gladly did. And they gladly did. It was packed in there, just oh, full of ladies. Yeah. And uh, so they would. Anybody you know? That seems to be the case with you guys recently. You go go to some weird sex event, and half the uh, half the people from upstairs are in attendance. Nobody I knew, like some of the drunkest girls though I've ever seen. So here's my one question, and then we'll move forward. To, we'll talk about grit uh, newspaper, unbelievably. Um, was what was more uh, embarrassing and horrifying to you as a human being, Sarah, the dancers or the women in attendance? If you had to pick one. Mm. Well, the women in attendance were gross because they were just like, they were like banshees. They were screaming and hollering. And like, Chicks at strip clubs are insane. It is. They're it nuts. disgusting to watch yeah. that. And But then the guys, like, you know, these girls would pay all this money to get in. <laughs> and they started, they would like auction themselves off. They're like, who wants a private lap dance with, I can't say one of their names. What is but, the appeal of getting a lap dance if you're a woman? In front of a bunch of people. It's like they'd put them up in this chair in the middle of the dance floor and this guy, you know, just. Go kind of crazy on him. I mean, like, look, can I just can I just say, say what we all know to be true? If you're a guy, theoretically, the appeal of a lap dance is a there's um how do I put this? If you're a guy and you're sitting in a chair and some stripper's gonna uh, gonna give you a lap dance, a uh, there's the bosom issue, and then b there is the issue of uh, of uh, you know the uh, the area down there. The if you're guy the the, uh, the store, as it Tom was. Servo would call it. And the deal is, you're hoping though for some incidental contact between her bosoms or your uh, business and some you know the reciprocating part of the other person. Mm-hmm. But if you're a chick, I'm not saying that you know I'm not saying that there's not, nothing compelling about having you know some I don't know they chiseled guy in front of that. you. But that's my thing is like you can't they're not allowed to touch the uh, the women are they? So it's oh, like and even and even if they touch incidentally, it seems like it's. Uh, it, it Let me just say seem... that at one point there was that um, every girl that's like a lap dance only had her hands on a chair. Wait a minute, I don't know what that means. What do you mean she only had? Are you going to demonstrate? Yeah. So that and he was. What? What? I do, I don't even understand what that was. Okay, no, no, hold on. Just, okay, and I don't even want you to explain further. I'm just going to okay. say what Sarah. I'm just going to say what you did at this point just moments ago. This the gesture you just made. And then we have to just get the full story later because I can't, I can't think about this too much. It's overloading my brain. Um, so Sarah was just trying to explain these strippers, male strippers, giving women lap dances yesterday in lovely Gresham. And so Sarah stood up, turned to the chair that she sits in during the show, faced the chair, uh, you know, in other words, turned around. So she is facing the chair, leaned forward, and then you did a little like, like you were making the Y in YMCA, and then you kind of just shook around a little bit. And I have no idea what that means. So, but uh, here's the thing. How I many of uh, the other ladies had lap dances? There were, there were too numerous. Uh, okay. No, no, I can't, we can't talk about this anymore. Yeah, so were they, were they uh, uh, beautiful, shapely ladies? Or? No. I mean, well, I mean. They if, were shapely. If, if, I mean, if, <laughs> I mean, I mean pear shaped. Will the poor dancers need hip replacements after this lap dancing? But a bowling ball has a shape. So, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I know that I'm sure that they probably brought in some of 
some of Gresham's finest uh, ladies to sort of stack the deck for when this is released as a DVD. I, I oh did hear gosh. one of them talking out um, outside while she was having a cigarette. And she's like, I work at a strip club down the street. <laughs> oh, oh. And I can't believe they can touch you this much because if we try to touch them, we can't do it. Oh, this is one of those conversations. Well, they have morals. It makes Makes me want to take a potato peeler to my skin. I don't know why. It just makes me all itchy. No, we were talking about it. Like we just kind of felt like anthropologists. Like we're watching these like mating rituals of this. <laughs> like you're uh, you're watching you're you're uh, you're uh, Margaret Mead. Oh my god! And watching yeah, I'll I'll finish telling you about it later. But I mean, watching these girls like desperately gather up, like rummaging through their purses to try and find their last crumpled dollar bills. Really, dude. Yeah, you don't all right. know. Well, that does that mean the thing that makes me feel better about being a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, a lot of change. You would take some of these Tic Tacs. <laughs> Will you take a half crumbled up roll of Lifesavers that don't have the paper but still have the foily bit? That's great. Uh, a little bit. All right. Hey, uh, incidentally, uh, just speaking of absolutely uh, nothing like this, it's not guaranteed, but I should say uh, right now we are uh, we're closing, as they say, on uh, John uh, Krasinski. I don't know if you know who that is. He's the guy that plays Jim on yes. The Office. Oh, I love uh, him. So we may be speaking with him tomorrow on the show. This is becoming a showcase of stars. That's right, Tim. It is a cavalcade of A-list celebrities coming by to hawk their wares to a, an enthralled public. The biggest and best happening today at 8.50. That's right. Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, Tim, uh, what headlines are we following on this Thursday morning? Well, don't cry for him, Argentina. South Carolina's Governor Mark Sanford admits to an internet-based long-distance love affair began that way. We found out his wife, who has all the money, she's kind of an Ariana Huffington type, the brains behind the politician, kicked him out of the house two weeks ago. He once patted himself on being a fiscal conservative, bragging he built his own father's casket. One of Sam Adams' lawyers wrote that Bo Breedlove himself has been stoking the story with the reporters for two years. And those are the legal findings. A new book claims Marlon Brando savored two nights of relentless passion lovemaking with Jackie Kennedy. Good for him and her, I guess. More for him. Uh, straight ahead, we'll talk to Cena Radio correspondent Amanda Moyer from uh, Atlanta. She'll talk to us about uh, the South Carolina governor and his various travelings around the globe. You'll know, by the way, that I went through the whole story of the last few days without making a Carmen San Diego joke. I wasn't going to do that. And you didn't talk about grit. That's right. Damn it! Thursday morning from Portland, Oregon. The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Broadcasting in ADHD. He treated me like a dirty whore. Hey, free sex! The Rick Emerson Show returns. I don't think that last part is me. I think I, I say the... Sure it wasn't. The horror part. It was a celebrity impersonator. It sounded... It kind of sounded like... Um, it kind of sounded like Richard Nunn there at the end. Which is not like, you know, not like out of the question, I suppose. It's 503-228-4101. That is the number for this, the Rick Emerson Show on this Rock 101 KUFO. It is Thursday morning coming up uh, later on this hour. Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. Next hour uh, at 720, uh, CNN Radio correspondent Jim Roop. And at 850, Lou Diamond Phillips, ladies and gentlemen. That's wow. right. Lou Diamond. Should we decide to accept the Phillips. interview? The Lou Diamond Phillips? Well, have we green-lighted that yet? <laughs> Or is he still waiting? Is, it, back? is there going to be like a cotillion where he has to stand outside and he has to send his he has to send his man in to ask us? Uh, or is it? It's going to be like when the president goes to address a Congress and that guy has to say like Mr. Speaker, you know, and then they, they have to allow him in. We may or may not decide to allow Lou Diamond Phillips to come address our vast audience. We're totally audience. allowing him. We're totally uh, allowing him. It's uh, I, even if it had been Sanjaya, uh, we would have allowed him probably. I mean, we don't have any. Um, it's uh, uh, Rock 101 KUFO. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from uh, the CNN Radio Center in Atlanta, our good friend uh, Amanda Moyer. How are you today, Amanda? 
Good morning. I'm well. How are you? I am fantabulous. Is how, well, let's put it this way. It's all relative. I'm, I'm having a much better day uh, than this Mark Sanford guy from South Carolina who I didn't even... I mean, I didn't even know he existed two days ago. I mean, I guess I could have told you that there that there was uh, some governor uh, there, but I, I couldn't have told you who he was. And so he has gone from being completely unknown to me to being a man with whom I am fascinated. So what is what is the deal? Why would you just run to Art? Not you, but this guy. Why would he just run to Argentina and think that nobody was going to notice that? And that is what everyone is trying to figure out. And the fact that it became this huge saga, too. First, he was missing for several days. Nobody knew where he was. His wife didn't know where he was. His staff, the lieutenant governor, no one knew. And then it, then it comes out that he's hiking on the Appalachian Trail. And then we learned that, really, he was in Argentina the entire time. He came back through the Atlanta airport and then he makes this big announcement that he's been having an affair with a woman from Buenos Aires. Would, I mean, I know that they say that there's a 50-mile rule or something where you're not, you know, this. Uh, what is that song? The uh, There's that Reba McIntyre song about, you know, it's like, go, go at least one county over if you're going to do that. But it seems like he's taking that to a, an unreasonable extreme. Wouldn't you, I mean, does, how do I put this? From your journalistic uh, vantage point, uh, Amanda, from your... Um, your position as a uh, as a professional, does he seem like an overtly dumb guy? Because it seems like you would at least coordinate your cover story so that everybody had the same version of where you were going to be. He really doesn't seem like that to me. And so many people, when, when you, I was speaking with a number of state senators, and they said that, you know, sometimes he does go on trips by himself or maybe his behavior is a little erratic. But this is a guy who was seen as a rising political star. He had been named uh, as a possible 2012 GOP contender for the White House. And, and he, was, he's the head, he was the head of the Republican Governors Association. So it's, he's been doing well politically. And for all of this to kind of come out, it's a it's a big shock to everyone. So are they going to just give him the boot altogether from uh, from the governor's office? Well, as for right now, he says he does intend to stay on as governor. Um, it, now, if anything comes out, like there's any sort of illegal use of state funds for any of these trips that he took to Argentina, well, then that's going to be a problem. He's probably not going to be able to stay in office. But he does have a lot of enemies, even in his own party. Republicans have been openly at war with him. He is the governor who who didn't want to take the stimulus funds from the Obama administration, and it became a big thing about that. So he had a a brutal legislative session. So there are a lot of people that could start applying that pressure. Let me just ask you this. So first he he was gone, then he was gone for several days, then he was supposedly hiking the Appalachian Trail, then he was in Argentina, then he was in Argentina because he's having an affair with a woman from Buenos Aires. Is there any possible way that this could get better? I mean, really, it's just... Every time I try to imagine some way in which it could escalate, I can't come up with anything. But then again, I couldn't have come up with like the last uh, three steps of this. Is it conceivable, apart from this use of state money, that there's some new wrinkle to this that has yet to be discovered? Well, it's always possible, we, as we saw with the, the, the Rod Blagojevich stuff. You never know what will come. And I expect this will linger for a while. We'll, we might learn more. I know um, recently some emails have been coming out. Uh, the state newspaper in South Carolina obtained some emails that uh, were uh, reportedly from uh, Sanford to uh, this woman who was named Maria in Buenos Aires. And uh, he, he talks about... Um, how he it was a hopelessly impossible situation of love. They're very sappy, and uh, he goes on to say uh, all these different things, and even talks about how um, 
these emails were exchanged in July and even talks about um, then Republican presidential candidate John McCain and how uh, there was the VP talk because he there was a chance he could have been named as VP. So oh, those those were salad days, weren't they? It's like that. <laughs> It was like that. The huge interview. There's a Washington Post or somebody did that, uh, like a three-page interview with John Edwards uh, over the weekend. It's it's just that's a guy that is immediately in the recycle bin of your brain, not actually deleted altogether, but uh, clearly on the way out. He's like one one click away from being removed from all of our thoughts. Oh, yeah. here's another one. Uh, Sanford also pointed to the U.S. Embassy in Argentina as an example of wasteful government spending. Wow. Well, there you go. All right. Well, I like your positive outlook, Amanda, that there might still be uh, further rock layers to be uncovered here. So that's why we like you. All right. Have a fantastic day, Amanda. Thanks. You too. There you go. Amanda Moyer, ladies and gentlemen, from CNN Radio, Los Angeles. I think she's a morning person. Yes. I, I think she's so. perky. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's the deal. I think that she's much more awake and much more, uh, I think she's got her act together. Well, you it's know, actually 929 you know, Sort of energy-wise in the morning. Uh, because... We we would talk when we were doing the midday show. We would talk to her, and she always had the facts and the information and whatever. But I would kind of kind of throw stuff out, and it was always like she was having to sort of uh, pretend that she was more awake than she really is. But no, no, no. I think she is. Uh, there you go. I think we've I think we figured out the key to that. Crack the code. All right. It is uh, the Rick Emerson show. When we come back, we'll have uh, more from Tim Riley as well as Mr. Skin uh, for MrSkin.com. That's excellent. I can't wait to. We've got this and the Sam Adams thing on the same day and the same week. It's good to be us, and it's good to be live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Broadcasting in ADHD. He treated me like a dirty whore. Hey, free sex! The Rick Emerson Show returns. It is the Rick Emerson Show. We are here in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It's 503-228-4101. Somebody just texted this to us, 52051, is that I heard. It says, just passed a huge accident on TV Highway. What the hell? Tim, what the hell? I just explained that. TV Highway is closed in both directions at Brookburn due to a fatal car crash. It's being detoured to Alexander to 24th and then back to TV Highway. So you're getting nowhere fast if, yeah. you, if you're in that uh, area. Just, That's uh, TV Highway. Highway 8 closed in both directions at Brookwood. Anticipate That's down by the airport. Slow and go or perhaps stop and curse, just uh, depending. It's 503-228-4101. In just a moment, we'll go to the news desk with Tim Riley coming up next hour. CNN Radio correspondent Jim Roop will uh, join us today. And he's, uh, he's going to be talking about uh, Phil Spector. And then I guess also they've... So we're coming up on, on the Oscar nominations. I guess not real soon. I mean, I guess it's no. not coming out for a while. Because but the SAG Awards come up first. But they've already... Uh, and the Golden Globes. I guess they've already now... They've, they're going to be expanding the number of things that can be... They can be nominated. I think it's like Best Picture. They're going to double the amount of things that can be nominated or that can be submitted or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that and... Uh, and uh, Phil Spector, then uh, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from MrSkin.com, the online celebrity nudity database, our good friend Mr. Skin. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Doing great, Rick. Maybe if they expand that to 10 films, we'll get like a Basic Instinct 2 being nominated. Or one, can, you know? <laughs> one can only hope. I did get see... some good B-movies in there, you know? I actually saw something the other day. I don't know if it's true or not. I saw something the other day where they said Sharon Stone is, is trying to... Is she shopping around like a Basic Instinct uh, 3 script? Which oh, is yeah, yeah. the sort of thing that this makes you like, happy and sad all at once. Yeah, where she crosses her legs, but they don't want to show it. You know, it's one of those things. That's I will pay her just to keep her legs uh, close <laughs> together for the duration of the film. What's up in the uh, world of nudity, my friend? Well, the big movie in theaters opening up is Transformers Revenge of the Fall. 
Allen and uh, Megan Fox is not nude, but uh, opens the movie on a motorcycle looking hotter than hot. And um, there's a, of any actress at MrSkin.com, she is the most requested over the last year, year and a half of actresses, guys want to see do their first nude scene. And um, we're holding out hope for a movie called Jennifer's Body, which will be in theaters in September, where she plays a cheerleader turned serial killer. And uh, Skinsiders have mentioned or, or, or let us know that she uh, filmed a topless hot tub scene in that. And uh, whether it makes it into the final cut or not, we'll see. But uh, if Megan Fox does a nude scene, uh, it'll be the biggest nude story of 2009, so we're keeping an eye on that. Uh, uh, Transformers uh, in theaters this weekend. Now, there's another movie. It's number four at the box office. It opened last week called Year One, a Harold Ramis flick starring Jack Black and Michael Cerna. It's a Stone Age comedy, and uh, Olivia Wilde plays a princess in this, and you might know her. She plays 13 on House MD, the most watched show in the world and lots of guys want to know if 13 olivia wilde has ever done a nude scene and she she's not naked in year one but she did do a flick in 2006 called alpha dog and at the hour and 45 minute mark she is topless in a hotel room it's her only movie for nudity uh, you have to check that out. But she is the co-star of Year One, which is currently in theaters. And, uh, Rick, I know we, we've talked uh, True Blood yes. uh, many times, but uh, we opened the season, of course, with Anna Paquin doing an incredible uh, sexy topless scene uh, with her vampire lover in Episode 1 of Season 2 on HBO. Last Sunday, uh, Episode 2, another Anna Paquin topless scene, and she's been saying uh, in, in, you know, in interviews that, this season, she's going to be naked and have a lot of sex, and uh, uh, we are very excited about that at MrSkin.com. We're uh, hoping she has a three-peat Sunday night, three straight episodes of nudity. Excellent. She's uh, so far two for two. Making up for lost time is what yes. she's doing. All right. As always, my friend, uh, you're doing the Lord's work. I know you're going to be uh, on vacation next week, so we will speak with you in uh, two weeks hence. You got it. All right. Thank you, sir. There you go. Bye. Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. There were no spoilers, lol. He just said Anna Pack wouldn't nude a lot. I mean, had it been me, there would have been. Oh, yeah. She was all nuded up last and season. And, you know, it's not like you were expecting her not to be in season two. So, yeah, yeah. she's nude a lot, and apparently she's, yeah, she's just, uh, he's, uh, he's getting it on the, she's getting it on constantly, apparently, like the first uh, three episodes of the series. So. She's kind of an info. You know, here, did I mention before that I did, I've never found her uh, really attractive until True Blood, and I think it's because they make her kind of, uh, kind of trashy. Oh, you haven't watched the rest of the first season, have No, you? no, I just, uh, I have, oh, I just, I'm glad that you told me because I was about ready to reference. Some, uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I just don't even care. I mean, it's just, I mean, l- let me ask you this: it, 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 True Blood season one, which I'm still catching up on. The, um, is there any, like, are there any jaw dropping spoilers? Like, is it going to turn yes. out that, like, really? Oh yes. So there's spoilers where I'm going to go the, like, wow, the, I can't believe what no, I'm seeing. The murderer. I was completely surprised. Mm, Com- all right. I, I, it really caught me off guard. All so right. much so that I'm actually. Rewatching the first season just to see if to see, they pulled a fast one on you. Yeah, no, just to see um, like the character traits of this person. Just kind All of right. like how if you you know when you watch Twin Peaks, right, and then you find out who you know killed Laura okay. Palmer, and it's like you want to go back and like see if they're characteristics leading up to it. All right, well, fair enough. Yeah. All right, so no, I'm gonna, it, it is a big spoiler. So I just, it, I, uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get. I think that. you find out in, in episode eleven. All right, I gotta, I gotta try to get it uh, yeah. done this week. I've been saying that, but it's just like it's just, it's just too much. It's drinking from a fire hose. I just, I, I can't believe that you can resist it. I just, I can resist it only be. Here's the reason. I, it's not that I resist watching True Blood. It's just that I can't resist watching lots of other stuff as well, and so there's just, and there's only so many hours in the day. It's like I didn't even get the uh, Lou Diamond Phillips thing to watch last night. I have failed. I watched this. Uh, thank you, Tim. Thank you for taking the bullet. Was it gripping? Yes, it was. 
Are you lying? It was okay. All right. At the news desk, ladies and gentlemen, your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. 647, good morning. Expect showers today. Highs near 70. TV Highway, that's Highway 8, is closed in both directions at Brookwood. Apparently, there's a fatal crash there. The investigation continues. Authorities have identified the body of the pilot of that doomed Air France plane that crashed in the Atlantic Ocean earlier this month. All 228 aboard were killed. Get ready for a consumer meltdown coming August 1st. Now, if you have a Chase credit card, you may not know that you have one. If you originally had a Wells Fargo card, Washington Mutual, uh, Washington Mutual credit card, it of course became Chase right. because Chase took it over. Well, there's an innocent-looking pamphlet coming in your mail. Make sure you read it because beginning August 1st, if you have a Chase credit card, which at one time was a Washington Mutual credit card, which is now a Chase credit card, and even if you had a Chase credit card before. So this isn't a debit card. This is a credit card. This is a credit card. Okay. Now, the amount you used to pay was 2%. Right. You would have to pay 2% of your balance every month beginning August 1st. That more than doubles to 5%. So, if, for instance, if you're paying $100 a month now, right. it goes up to $250 beginning wow. August Beginning in August, wow. with your August statement. That's... It's Highway... Well, I won't say it. It's TV Highway. Mm-hmm. It's uh, TV Highway. Uh, it's where that... Uh, now, these... Usually, you might ignore these things coming in your mail because it's a little pamphlet. T- well, because you figure it's just it's it, you figure it's it, either just a, a statement which you might have already looked at online, or you figure it's just something else where they're trying to get you to buy it, you know, trying to get you uh, into a different uh, credit card or trying right. to up your line of credit or whatever. And back in the days of Washington Mutual, a lot of people got the Washington Mutual credit cards because they were low interest rates, right? And they transferred other balances those to those. Those days have passed. Well, since Chase has taken over these cards, no going into this. That now your bill is 2%, it is more than doubling to 5% effective on the August statement. So now, is that is that because that was Chase's rate? In other words, Chase isn't raising their own rate, it's just that the, the, the Washington Mutual has now become umbrellaed underneath this. These are Chase cards. All right, so yeah. So, so your, your Washington Mutual cards automatically became Chase cards. So it's not like Chase is using this as an opportunity to, fu- to further raise their own rates, it's just that everybody's being lifted to that level. Yes. Jesus. Right, so watch go. the mail. So the amount that you pay on your credit cards beginning next beginning in August will more than double from 2% to 5%. I appreciate the Susie Orman-like phrase, consumer meltdown, coming August 1st. Basically, because nobody knows this is coming, and most people do not read the fine print. Right. And so gonna, read it. It's in the mail or coming in the mail. It's going to be caught off guard. All right. There you go. So, uh... Let's get to some of these uh, love letters, shall oh, we? Oh, dude. Are you talking about the South Carolina guy? Yeah. Do we have oh, some love music? Awesome. I'm going to read a couple. Yes, As a matter of fact, Sarah Dillon can read the one from the lady, and I'll read the one from the man. All right. That so these, like this fun. is Okay. This is a South Carolina governor, Mark, uh, governor for now, Mark Sanford. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Uh, this is, let's see here. This is to the lady. I, w- I could digress and say that you have the ability to give magnificent gentle kisses. Or that I love your tan lines. Or that I love the curve of your hips. The exotic beauty of you holding yourself. And those two magnificent parts of yourself in the faded glow of the night. But hey, that would be going to into sexual details. That's just one email. Sarah Dillon, would you like to be the lady? Sure. I circled this part. This is the lady's reply. <clears throat> you are my love. <laughs> Thank you. Something hard to believe, even for myself, as it's also a kind of impossible love. Mm. Not only because of distance, but situation. 
Sometimes you don't choose things, they just happen. I can't redirect my feelings, and I'm very happy with mine towards you. All right, there we go. That's uh, oh, so, just there, two. there more? Do we have more coming up well, later? We're going to save them for later. We... Jesus. And that and there's somebody That's really. So creepy. It really was. <laughs> a listener who really nailed it here when she's talking about this, the, the one that you just read, Tim, where he says. The erotic beauty of you holding yourself, or two magnificent parts yeah. of yourself. That's just wrong. And she just sums up by saying, what a clown. I mean, yeah. who, seriously, who writes that? Thing? I, I'm going to be, this, this is exactly what a, what a seductive Romeo such as myself ought to be putting down an email. And he led the charge to go after Bill Clinton. Really? Yes. Oh, is that true? Yes. Oh, that makes this even more satisfying. And you know, when you do stuff like that, it comes back to haunt oh, that, you every no, time. That's the thing. You, if you, I mean, if you demonstrate an inordinate uh, interest in persecuting other people for their sexual behavior, then God will give you a swift raping right in the karma. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just the way it's. Uh, that's that's the way it's going to happen. The well, that's like. Um, uh, did you see the thing on Fox News last night? I mean, I mean, I think I speak for most people when I say no. Uh, but I, I did see uh, Bill O'Reilly and uh, Barney Frank going at each other. We'll play that a little bit later. I was, please don't say Bill O'Reilly and Barney Frank going at each other. Oh, <laughs> that is interesting. Because <laughs> that's a whole... Bill, I just want to say that... No. Um, so I was... I love those hips. <laughs> That's so disturbing. That it really is, is disturbing. Was that your Maybe Bill was, O'Reilly just that was there? My Bill O'Reilly. That's the best I can do. Uh, and I just I have to say that. I can for so much. I, I just don't, uh, I don't remember the safe word. I, is it the papaya? Is it the, uh, the egg beater? Quit hitting me. You're Ow. a liar. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, I'm horrifying myself. <laughs> well, quit egging me on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was so disturbing just now. Uh, Should we do a Bill O'Reilly party uh, Frank car? I can't wash off the ega. Okay. Um, <laughs> good Lord. No, I was just going to say. There's a whole lot of crazy in this should room. We, should we go back to reading romantic <laughs> emails? No. Uh, I was just going to say that for the fifth time, I think they said now, Fox News, when reporting on a Republican sex scandal on the screen, has identified the guy as a Democrat. They've done that like four times in a row. That with Mark Foley, the guy in Florida, Democrat. So last night they're that, talking that about, font isn't available. They're talking about they don't, they don't have a they don't have a Republican button. No. They're talking about Mark Sanford on Fox, and they're like, uh, you know, governor admits sex scandal, and then right below they put Mark Sanford, Democrat. So which they have a long. You almost have to admire that. All right, uh, straight ahead, more news from Tim Riley. <laughs> I'm going to scrub myself with a knife. Uh, Coming up at 7.20, seeing a radio correspondent, Jim Roop, later on. Lou Diamond Phillips, ladies and gentlemen, plus Sarah's adventures at the Mail Strip Show. It's the Rick Emerson Show. More of the Rick Emerson Show in mere moments. Only on Rock 101 KUFO. KUFO Portland. It is the Rick Emerson Show, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Thank you for coming by. It's 503-7... Almost gave an old phone number. 503-228-4101. So it happens when I'm running back from the uh, kitchen. And out of breath. You know, the kitchen's like 20 feet away. Right. That isn't that far. I, it's thanks, a little Tim. sad. And, and, and running doesn't 
doesn't make the trip quicker, really. No, I... You do have to stop because there's a door there. I do. See your little pasty self all red-faced is a little depressing. Here's, here's the thing. So I just I just ran to the kitchen, and I was uh, running in to get my, uh, my beverage out of the freezer because I did that thing of leaving it at room temperature. And so then I just they put it in the freezer so I can, you know, so I can chill it. And I come back in and I ask Sarah, I go, how long till we're back? She's like 30 seconds or something. So I run to the kitchen, get it, run back. And as, as Tim just noted, I have to stop and answer the door. And that's when the whole like, oh, I'm so exhausted uh, thing hits me. And I mean, literally, it's I can see the freezer from here. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's down the hall. I, I mean, I could probably walk there in 15 seconds. Good God Almighty. All right, let's all pretend that I'm not having this shameful incident of uh, the, the, the physical atrophy. Okay. All right, Tim Riley's tracking the following stories for you on this Thursday. So, South Carolina Governor Mark Sanford admits to that long-distance love affair. His wife kicked him out of the house two weeks ago. He prided himself on being a fiscal conservative, bragging he even built his own father's casket. To save Why money. would you? That seems like a return on investment that is not sufficient for the uh, effort that you're going to expend there. I think that crosses the border into creepy. A woman stabs her sleepwalking boyfriend in the face. And a five-year-old girl shoots one of her birthday party guests. Wait a minute. Is anybody in any of these... Die? Is anybody dead except for the father for whom the casket had to be built? Are there any other fatalities in these stories? I don't believe so. No. Awesome. That I can. These stories are Thank wonderful. God. Excellent. All right. Well, I these, do my best. Are, is the birthday shooting or the stabbing either of those here local? No. Well, okay. Well, we can hope. All right. For the future, I suppose. Okay. It just re- one question uh, quickly about the building the casket for his father. There's only two possibilities it, here. It can be done. I built one for my dog once. Okay. What? Really? Yes. I would. I would. Uh, I would uh, pick you. I would peg you for the uh, for the cremation type. No. For all for all living or non living things, as the case may be. It, it was one of the the memorable events. Of course, it's it's terrible to lose a pet. Of course. And you know, people at work know that. And the general manager where I was working. At, at a small station I was working at in McMinnville, gave me the day off, took the day off, and he was going to help me build the casket, but I was in no shape to do it, so I watched him build my dog's casket. That's weird. That's a surreal in, in experience. Shop. And he allowed me to bury my dog in his pet cemetery. That's pretty... And uh, I think Larry Bonzak to I, this day for doing that. Good for you, Larry Bonzak. You're a good person. He and his wife, Stella... On the uh, KLYC in McMinnville. Larry and Stella. That's awesome. That's so cute. Yep. They're great people. Great that... people. And they manage to run the small town radio station. Genius. And I always remember that. Well, here's the difference between a dog and, let's say, that guy's dad, uh, not Larry, uh, but uh, Mark Sanford, the governor of South Carolina. The thing about building your dad's casket is it seems like there's only three possible ways that works. Uh, one... You build caskets real fast, like like you're a guy that can just crank them out. Maybe and, you had it ready, but okay, that that's that's two. Two, you had it ready, which means before Dad was even dead, you're in the garage like, hand me a planer, which is a little creepy. Uh, or three, Dad dies, and then you just got to stick him somewhere while while you try to find lumber and and, and you know tools and supplies to be building a casket. Yeah, especially because it seems like a casket's got to be up to code, right? It's like you can't right. just be banging a bunch of boards together. Mm-hmm. Seems like you have to. There's regulations, and you know, there's some like there's specifications it has to meet. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess I don't really care that much. I just, well, I had some more weird stuff from him. Uh, let's see here. I mean, there's just so much about this guy. The guy is just—he's a cornucopia of political intrigue and scandal, and uh, apparently filthy emails, which we'll be reading over and over today. Um, hey, so speaking of things that are filthy, though, yeah. So, so Sarah went to this male strip review last night. It was night. called the the Men of Playgirl. The Men of Playgirl, and I think. 
It well, was it legitimate though? Well, that was see, yes. that's my thing because I had always been under the impression that Playgirl was largely read by men. That was the thing. There were very few actual women. Like, most of them seemed like they were gay. The women? No, the, or the guys. The men. Well, I just sort of take that yeah. as an article, but that's a gift. I just assume that that's the case. But, but I'm talking about the people who read. Like I would imagine right now, if you could do some spot check uh, of, you know, who's reading Playboy right now, and please to describe them to me. I would imagine that the bulk of Playgirl readers, probably like 75%, are men. I would, it doesn't seem like a thing that women would probably mm. read. There so, were no men there. There was one, uh, I, I met this girl there. Oh, I actually saw one person that I knew, but she also had a free ticket. So. Well, see, there's prob- the, probably the reason there was no men there, though, is because there are dedicated establishments, you know, guys dancing for guys mm. in Portland. This, But there isn't, see, and I'm always intrigued by the fact that there is no, there is no permanent established, dedicated club that is just guys shaking it there uh, for women. Is there? Yeah, at, um, oh, what's that place that's known for its steak? At uh, Acropolis? Oh, not at the Acropolis. The viewpoint. Outback? At you're the talking view- about the view, you're talking about Cleopatra's viewpoint? Yeah, the viewpoint has men there's that little. There's that little, uh, there's that off, there's that side room. I think it's upstairs, and they have men there all the time. Did you go with us when we took that listener to the viewpoint years no, that ago? that was like a couple... That was a couple Many incarnations of the show. We had this listener who had never been to a strip club, and so we took her and her man, and it ended up being all awkward uh, for reasons that I don't even really remember. Why don't you point. just go to the Olive Garden? I. <laughs> Unless the Olive Garden has changed substantially since I was last there, Tim, it seems like they're offering different services. Do I get my breadstick come with a side of boobs? Uh, now, I'll take a breadstick and that redhead over there. That'd be great. You could bring them both at the same time, please. I don't want one to get cold. No, we went to. Cleopatra's viewpoint with this listener, and her name was Jesse, and I forget her boyfriend's name. Uh, he doesn't have breasts, so I don't remember his name. But I, we took Jesse and her boyfriend because she'd never been to a strip club, and I think, if memory serves, within about six months she had dumped him, moved somewhere, and gotten a big drug habit. So I like to think that we uh, that we ruined her life. Well, way to go. <laughs> um, in any event, but they have that small offshoot room at Cleopatra's that I guess is is men for women. But but again, that's not it's not a freestanding business. In other words, it's not like its own club. So so it's like if some celebrity dignitary shows up, exactly like Hillary Clinton wants it. That's that's a private exactly, area. That's exactly what it is, Tim. It's a VIP room. So anyway, so there was it was just all women. What would you say the average age? Because this was at Refectory, which is in Gresham. Yes. What was the average age of the woman in attendance at this strip show, not counting you guys? I'd say like early thirties. It, it kind of surprises me actually that it that it's be, that be that young. It was it was a lot. Or it, they could have been older. I don't know. I'm not really good at guessing ages. But it's just tables full of girls with empty Cosmo glasses and empty just, lives. Oh, and empty lives and just flailing around, like squealing every time you know one of the guys would like pull down his thong and pretend to almost take it off. Oh. It was just really gross. Uh, but they went. They go to the full nude, right? No, they didn't. They, well, they might have. Uh, what kind of a strip show is that? I don't know. They might have later, but we we got bored after a while. How long were you there? Uh, it started eight. I left there at ten. Well, if you didn't see uh, look, if you didn't see nudity in the first two hours, mm-hmm. I mean, if there wasn't nudity. You go to a, like a strip club, you know, where it's women dancing for guys. There's mm-hmm. no nudity in twelve minutes. There's a riot in that place. No, they so. were selling T-shirts. They were called their special backstage VIP T-shirts that you could pay not five hundred dollars, not two hundred dollars, but twenty dollars. You could get your twenty dollars, twenty dollars. And what did that get you? Uh, you could get a VIP T-shirt. Other than something you have to explain to your husband later. No, where you could go backstage and. Spend some time with the men of Playgirl. Oh, God. It was so gross. So they kept coming up to the table and they'd start rubbing on, like, they'd grab Kelsey or Heather or myself and just be like, hey, ladies, do you want to buy a t shirt? We're like, absolutely not. No, sitting in some supply closet with a mop bucket. <laughs> and they're all shiny. You want to spend and seven like, in heaven over there in the uh, place where they keep the vomit powder? No, and they all have, like, Backstreet Boys facial hair. 
Of course. And Did they have spiky blonde hair? Spiky, spiky, but like one of the guys who was the head guy, he was all greasy. He was dressed, he was the one dressed like a fireman. Uh, he was totally like balding, but tr- still trying to make a faux hawk work. That's, how do you do that? How does the balding, can it you was, push my skin together and then duct tape it? Next up, Tequila. <laughs> it doesn't. And it was sad. And the lights were like flashing around. You could see it re- reflecting off of his head. Oh, that's sad. That's no good. So, uh, and so right. there were like these wasted girls too who were just like rummaging through their bags trying to find any dollar bill that they could to get lap dances. So that's okay. So that's my thing. So here's my question. So they're the guys are what? They're up on one main stage. No, it was actually a dance floor. So it was like and like tables were just around okay. the dance floor. So we were all in the same like level. at a discotheque. Okay, so yes. it's the guys on the dance floor and the women are in chairs, kind of around it. Yes. All right. Which is, is... no, the the women um were lined up. There were like four chairs out there because there were four dancers giving the lap dances. So the ladies had to pay ten dollars and then the um, lap dancer would bring him to the chair and then start molesting him. Oh, I see. So there was a lap dance chair. That yes. You you cough up your ten bucks. They pay, they they bring you. They set you in the lap dance chair, and then the guy comes and lap dances you while the other women watch. Yes, but let's just say the girls didn't stay in the chair. See, that's the okay. This is the thing you were talking about uh, last hour, and you did this movement where you stood up just now in the studio you stood up turned around put your hands on the chair and then made this flippy motion with your hands and i don't know what you're trying to convey there because here's the thing look i don't know if you've ever seen a guy get a lap dance from a stripper yes you you probably have at some point oh i have some people i didn't care to see it's always people (laughs) you don't care to see tim Oh, no, Tim and I are thinking of the same person. I had to turn around. It was just too surreal. I had to stand out in the park. Oh, and get I was some there, air. too. I know exactly who you're talking about. Why does he come up like a hundred times on the show every because week? Because it's the grossest thing you can possibly imagine. <laughs> That's why. No, there's grosser. People don't think of things of beauty. <laughs> um, People think of wreckage and destruction. <laughs> Anyway, yes, no, we, that's, we're all thinking of the same person here. Someone we uh, we know or knew who got a lap dance. I was a there, poor girl. I was there, too, for some reason. You wonder if she's just back in the... Had a hip, permanent hip displacement. She's back scrubbing her eyes in the, in the, in the break room. I need she's a done. knee replaced. <laughs> oh, God. Is that going to Sherpa, you know, to get to the other side? Oh, Let's just wow. say, okay, so let me just describe it as this. No, 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 we, we have to wait. Okay. We'll have to do it. I know that we're, we're, we've got lots to get to, but I have to, I have a series of questions I would ask about this because there's other ancillary issues that need addressing. So we'll continue uh, with uh, Sarah's night at the Playgirl Review. We'll also talk to Cena Radio correspondent Jim Roop. That is coming up in mere moments. We're live from beautiful downtown Portland. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. What a catastrophe. This is Rock 101 KUFO. It is the Rick Emerson Show, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Uh, in mere moments, Jim Roop joins us. This uh, text here at 52051 says, I was wondering if you guys know what movie or show they are shooting down here in Lake Oswego. Tim, anything? I don't. So apparently they're filming something in Lake Oswego. If you uh, are privy to that knowledge, we'd like to glean it from your brain. Your tasty, tasty brain. Maybe our friend Siegfried would know. He does know everything mm-hmm. in that regard. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from Los Angeles. CNN Radio correspondent to the stars, James Roop. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How's life? How are things? Life is beautiful. Hey, I don't know if we ever actually officially talked about this. How great is that shot of Phil Spector without his wig? Oh, uh, yeah, we talked about that. I love it. Awesome. Uh, I mean... It- 
you, you could almost see, I think we talked about this too, there was one day when he came into court and I was following up the ramp and it was it was up a little bit. I felt like sticking my finger right up there in between the... Just giving it like a little pump onto hey, the ground. Hey, what you yeah. got there, Willie? How you doing there, Gollum? Yeah. Uh, good times. <laughs> so, is it... And I saw this thing where he was um, Twittering or, or whatever, and I, and I thought it was a gag, but apparently he's got internet access and he's got a computer and whatever, and he... Did you see that series of Twitter updates where he sent something like, you know, I'm I'm playing imaginary chess with a cockroach? I, I've not seen. Any I'm of not making that up. There was a, he had apparently made he he had access to the internet. I guess in the in the I don't know if it was in his cell at that point, but it might have been the library or whatever. And he had either directly to the net or more likely to like his 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 wife or whatever. And then she posted them, but he had some some updates from his cell, and one of them was. That he had made friends with a cockroach, and they were playing a game of imaginary chess. And I, I sort of read that, and then I looked over the mugshot, and then I read that, and I looked back at the mugshot. And I wondered, you know, you never really can tell with some folks exactly, um, you know, how much of that crazy act is an act and how much of that is real. So you just don't know what that guy. So what is, um, so what's his situation? Where's he, where's he, what's his daily life going to be like? Well, um... He's like it's like a general population. He's in the um, uh, it's like a special needs yard. Um, it's for those who need special protection: celebrities, gang members who've dropped out, uh, you know, those who committed crimes against children, all those who would be targets. They're right. in this special section. It's just like general population, except it's just those guys. And they'll get access to the yard, you know, to to go outside, you know, when the gates open up or, or the cells open up or whatever. It's kind of the same thing. He's not in solitary confinement. He's not confined to a cell 24-7. And his cell's a little bit bigger because that section's also uh, accom- accommodates wheelchairs. Not that he's in one, but so it's it's a little bit bigger, but not much as sort of a standard cell. So his day is typical. He gets up. Goes have uh, has meal with the rest of the guys, and under who are under protection, and then a little access, a couple hours of recreation, back inside, so standard prison stuff. You know, it's funny when you talk about the yard, because of course, like uh, like all American guys, I've just seen way too many prison movies, uh, and you know, and I watched Oz on HBO for like five years, so I think I know how everything operates. Because in my mind, though, I'm just seeing Phil Spector in the yard, and he's like, he's shirtless. And he's out there like bench pressing, and he's all ripped, and he's got like an Aryan Nations tattoo or something on his shoulder. And he's like, completely bald. Yeah, are you the new meat? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Phil. I run this joint. You better leave me alone. Which is exactly, which is yeah, that is uh, that is more more than likely closer to the truth. Um, hey, and then on this uh, the, the Oscars. So what is? Uh, I'm kind of unclear about this. What is it? What is the deal? They're not doubling. For a minute, I thought they were doubling the length of the ceremony, which is enough to just uh, make me preemptively remove that from my TiVo like six months ahead of time. But they're gonna. What is it? They're gonna have like ten Best Picture nominations yeah, this time. You know, that was fine. <laughs> that was fine <laughs> sixty years ago when there weren't that many categories. You know, but now there's there's like a hundred categories, and and then they want to expand the best picture nominees to ten from five to ten, and and the way they throughout the entire broadcast highlight each of the films, right. it's going to significantly lengthen the, the 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 program itself. It's not going to be three and a half hours; it's going to be five hours long because they're going to do all that crap, and it's just gonna it's going to be a mess. But they used to, at one time, I think in the 30s or 40s, they had 12 nominees, but there were only like six categories, you know, actor categories and best picture category. So it's it's 
it's kind of a pain in the butt, but we'll have to see how they how they try Here's and Here's what they play it. ought to do, though. If they're going to expand this, this, instead of five Best Picture nominees, there's ten. I would accept that if they would do this. If they would get rid of this thing that has bugged me ever since they instituted it. If they would get rid of the Best Animated uh, Feature category or whatever, Best Animated Picture, and just fold that in. Uh, you know, to everything else, because I mean, the exi- I mean, the the existence of Pixar films alone is enough to justify not sticking all of these uh, great animated films in this ghetto of best animated film. You know, because the, the idea that a, that a film like uh, you know Up or Wall-E or uh, The Incredibles or Toy Story that they can't some that they're not uh, strong enough to compete uh, with some of this other live action dreck that Hollywood puts out is just uh, is just absurd. I I just get offended on behalf of people like Pixar that they can't ever win Best Picture. It just yeah. bugs me. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And, and to be honest with you, if if you take a look at what happens Oscar night, what are the big what what, what are the categories we talk about? Like the six big ones. Right. The acting categories, the best picture category, the director category. I mean, maybe score and song, but that's kind of it. And if they, if, if they gave away all that other stuff um, during that pre-broadcast section three weeks before, you know, or whatever, that'd be great. And then if, if the animated picture can't make it to the best picture category, which it should now with ten nominees, and they can eliminate all that animation stuff, you're right, it, w- it would make more sense, it'd be more fun to watch, it wouldn't be as long, and people would tune in probably for the entire broadcast instead of in and out, or waiting till the last five minutes uh, to watch uh, the best actor in, in uh, best picture category. I have to say, through the miracle of TiVo, uh, this last year was a little bit different, because Tim and Sarah and I were, were hosting an Oscar uh, screening that they did here in, in Portland, but typically... Uh, I, you know, the, the technology is now to the point where you get like three, three and a half hours of Oscars. I can get that whole thing watched in about 48 minutes, and it's awesome. Uh, it really is just the most empowering feeling when you go, but first, an interpretive dance set to the music. Pff, gone. You know, that's that's it. You know, no, no, no. And the first time they come out to give like an achievement award to somebody with an umlaut over their name, I, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? His first film was made in Copenhagen in yeah. 17. Pff, gone. So there you go. It's, uh, Boy, wait it, wait it, take me back to my high school German classes. That's, by saying umlaut, very that's, good. That's what I do, sir. All right, my friend, have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. There you go, Jim Roof in Los Angeles, a towering god among men. All right, Tim Riley, what headlines are you uh, tracking on this Thursday morning? Well, it looks like the Ducks have new uniforms, and there's not any scent of a duck on them. It's terrible. Uh, we'll have more on Sam Adams and Bo Breedlove because it continues to be the story that just won't go away. We have uh, some new documents to discuss. And also that uh, that South Carolina governor, we have more on him and some really strange things that he's doing. Excellent. I want to see you cup yourself in the moonlight. Not not you, not anybody in this room. I'm just sort of my artist rendering. of. Sorry. Oh, you're trying to be the South Carolina governor. It's not really working out for me. Okay. All right. Uh, straight ahead, we have more news from Tim Riley. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. Oh, yeah. No, she's, uh, no, yeah, no. Daddy, daddy likes her. Ew. This is Rock 101 KUFO. Indeed, it is the Rick Emerson Show. Live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It's Rock 101 KUFO. It's 503 228 4101-503-228-4101. We will, at this juncture, give away a pair of tickets to see the Portland Timbers play on Thursday, July 2nd. Once you'll be uh, entered to win the grand prize, uh, sitting right there on the uh, bench with the team before the game. A pair of tickets to see the Portland Timbers Thursday, July 2nd, if you are a caller 10 right now at 503 
Uh, right now. Coming up in the uh, next hour, Mr. Lou Diamond Phillips, who um, uh, was the victor on last night's I'm a Celebrity. Uh, get me out of here. So that's coming up at uh, 8.50 this morning. At the news desk, it is your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. It is 7.42. Expect some showers today. Highs near 70. Well, although Sam Adams publicly claimed he was cooperating with the Attorney General's investigation, he was slow to cooperate The official word is, while Adams publicly claimed to be cooperating, he was often slow to cooperate with investigators, say the report. It continues, both Adams and Breedlove have little credibility as to the reports of the events that are subject to the investigation. And Adams was cleared of criminal wrongdoing. Bo Breedlove's mother challenges Adams' honor and integrity. But then we have this. Investigators bring up bizarre Bo Breedlove allegations include one going back to 2003, when Breedlove told Salem police that a friend of his was touched inappropriately after being given alcohol by some older guys at the youth discussion group. Then the friend denied it ever happened. Then two years later in 2005, during the weekend that he slept with Sam Adams, Bo Breedlove called Adams hysterically claiming Adams' on-again, off-again date, John Vazina, made sexual advances on Breedlove while waiting for a Salem train. Vazina denied the claim, saying Breedlove was mad because he knew that Venezia was going out with Adams again. This is also complicated. This is like some this is like some really bizarre Melrose spinoff where none of the characters are very clearly defined, and I can't quite tell who's stooping who. Then, meanwhile, Bo Breedlove confirmed confirmed to the investigators that he did write did write anonymous notes to the Mercury's Amy Ruiz in 2007, encouraging her to look into the story. So that's how this whole thing actually started. Oh. Well, mm-hmm. so what would have been, I mean, getting into the mind of Bo Breedlove, so what would his uh, possible motivation have been for that? Were they broken up at that point? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe It says 2007, encouraging Amy Ruiz to look into, and she did. And then she was given a $55,000 a year advisor job in Mayor Sam Adams' administration, a job she was not qualified for, which she now holds. She is a, st- a strategic planning Sustainability Policy Advisor. Tim, I'm to understand that's a coincidence. Now, I've heard nothing about her since she took this job, (laughs) what she's doing, who she's meeting with, what she does on a daily basis. I think she's keeping a bit of a low profile, Tim. Her, uh, I wonder why. Her work is is too important to be, uh, you know, to actually be uh, heard about or or discussed or seen or have evidence of in any way. Now, mind you, these are not allegations. These are from the DA's report. Yeah, no, and I was... It, uh, it's like Christmas time for reporters, really. There, there was a great... And not just here. I mean, it's just everywhere. There's, there's more stuff in that stocking that needs to be taken out. If you look at uh, today's Oregonian, uh, the, the front page of the Metro section, there's uh, the guy, Steve... I never know how to pronounce this guy's name. I was it was Dunn, but it's D-U-I-N. Dwin? 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 Well, Steve Dunn works at K2. Doing okay, so this is confusing for him. No, no, no this, is the, we, people. this is the this is the Tom Skerritt looking guy that writes for the uh, writes for the Argonian. Like you could just picture him going, and then I'm going to thank you for your time. No, um, but he's written this article about uh, about Sam Adams. It is Sam Adams still shackled by the truth? But he there's this whole, you know whole column about how blah 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 disreputable blah 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 untrustworthy blah 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 scum uh, but he has a great little uh, phrase he uses here this is worthy of Hunter S Thompson um 
And I'll just re- read this one passage. He says, On the day Kroger politely announced his investigation, Sam Adams' lead attorney, Robert Weaver, unleashed the bulldogs who cornered Breed Love at 11 p.m., boxing him in on a statement about his kissing games with the mayor that would cast doubts on the credibility of future testimony. That deft maneuver, because this is when uh, Breedlove didn't have a lawyer and was actually still calling Sam Adams for advice. What should I do? Oh, I'll let you know. I'll get back to you. Yeah. Hold on. But are you at home? Great. Stay there for a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. Don't call a lawyer. Just hang out. If somebody knocks at the door, answer it and talk to them. Uh, and then Sam Adams' attorneys call up. And they just it drill the guy until he signs the statement. And then Steve uh, Dwin or whoever... Uh, he sort of flourishes this at the end by saying, this should have alerted Kroger that someone was deathly earnest about this investigation. Someone was playing to win, which is, I mean, it's kind of hard. Like, you know, I met Bo. I like him. He seems like a nice guy, but it's hard to feel sorry for him if, he, if he's the one who went to the press. Well, that's, see, that's, that's, that's the weird, weird. thing. Like, what, was like, his, what is he trying to accomplish? What would his possible uh, it doesn't seem right. motivation mm-hmm. have been? Because if they were, uh, first of all, let's, okay, it's 2009. He is how old? Twenty something. Twenty one, two. Well, three. see that you can't you can't just say he leaves twenty something. That sort of thinking gets you into trouble. Who, Bo? Yes, if oh. we're calculating ages, I think uh, every month counts. Here. Actually, to tell you, we're friends on the Facebook, and uh-huh. today is his birthday. Happy birthday! Hello, happy birthday! Happy Bro- so he was day. born in nineteen nineteen eighty seven. So happy birthday! You know, your gift is 22. a public shaming. So he's twenty two today. All right, so he's twenty two. So two years ago, he would have been twenty. Yes. So he was twenty years old. Do we? So were he and uh, Sam Adams together at that point? I don't know because wh- I'm trying to figure. I, mean, out- I don't. Uh, I don't know what to know. But it's like I don't. Uh, why? Would he? I'm not saying he didn't do it, but why would he have tipped off the mercury to this? It doesn't make any sense. Unless, That's what the report says. So they investigated it. I mean, there is, and this is just my speculation as a uh, as a journalist here. I just uh, did I just say that? I'm, and we believe you. Boy, it's amazing my mouth can even form that word without sort of recoiling in horror. But just as a as a pundit, as a bloviator, perhaps bloviator. it is possible that he just enjoys the swirl of drama. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There that, are. Drama queens. There are people, mm-hmm. uh, and we all know people like this. There are people that if drama doesn't exist, they will create it. And yes. if the storm appears to be dying down, they will, uh, I say, mixing my metaphors, they will restoke those flames. Oh, yeah. If things are uh, calming down, they'll do whatever they can to get everybody uh, whipped up again just because they enjoy being in the middle of the maelstrom. So maybe that was the deal. Maybe it looked like it was, you know, he's going to sort of, or, I mean, there's also this. Maybe he felt like uh, it was going to be a transitory relationship, and he thought that uh, by sort of bringing everything to light, that through crisis, they would be bonded forever, which they are now in a sort of horrible way. So it's kind of like a, um, in a baby way? In, know, a, like that's in his, a baby way? Well, people try to bond with each other because they like, get all knocked up, so that way they'll always have something to tie them together. Yeah, well, that's maybe. I mean, it's sort of the, uh, you know, because, like, don't, like, here's, like, don't you wonder about... Um, because I, I used to think about this all the time back in, like, 98, 99. Don't you wonder about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky about if there was ever any, like, sort of, like, somebody carrying a note uh, in a manila envelope from one party to another as that whole investigation mm-hmm. was ramping up? Mm-hmm. Do you remember, boy, just turn back the hands of time. Do you remember when Clinton went on TV and he, he did the, I did not have relations with that woman, that, that thing, uh, he was wearing that necktie that it came out later that she gave him? Oh, yeah. I remember just thinking at that point, like, what a Mac you are, Bill Clinton. I mean, just, that was like the slickest move. And I mean that in the best possible way. I remember thinking at that point, just what a massive player that guy was. He's kind of your hero, isn't he? He really is. I mean, just because he's just, I mean, just just the sack on that guy. I mean, just the stones to get on. 
here's the I know it makes me an awful person, but by God, it's I can't help but be impressed by it because I mean, not that being the mayor is is nothing. I mean, it's not. I mean, that is you know he's he is the he is the executive politician. Uh, you and know, he's of, been of, groomed for this for many many years yeah, by uh, a lot of people. Yeah, he is the ex- he is the head of of Portland's executive branch of government. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying it's not a big deal to be the mayor. And then I'll be in president, though. I mean, Bill Clinton was the president of the United States, the most powerful man in the world. I mean, you talk about playing to win. That's playing to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, as Hunter uh, once said, that is the fastest, meanest track there is. And if you step out of line, they will whack you and your whole family in the hamburger. And they are just drilling Bill Clinton with everything they can, just trying to topple him like no one has ever been toppled. And he gets on television and flat out lies to the camera about humping some chick while wearing a tie that she gave him. I mean, just the stones it takes to do that is just, uh, it really, I just want to go give him just a good, solid, firm handshake and then go eat some beef jerky with him. Oh, and one quick uh, South Carolina governor, Mark Sanford fact. He owns a hydraulic excavator. He digs holes on his property to unwind. All right, that was less sexy than I thought it was going to be. Oh. Unless you're speaking in code. Are you speaking in code? No, I'm speaking uh, factfully. Read it. Read that sentence one more time, and let's all pretend that you're speaking in code. Okay. The governor owns a hydraulic excavator. He digs holes on his property to unwind. Oh, yeah. Does he ever. That still didn't really work. I'm sorry. It's the uh, Rick Emerson Show coming up next hour. Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh, and we, so... Uh, and so we'll talk more about your uh, your refractory your refractory experience yes. with the, uh, the, the the men of Playgirl because I want to get to the bottom of this lap dancing issue. Stay there. We're live in beautiful downtown Portland. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. KUFO Portland. I like it when Greg comes in and says, that's the worst thing I've ever seen in the world. And I say, what? And he goes, ah, nothing. That's great. It is the Rick Emerson Show. We're live in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It's 503-228-4101. That is the uh, telephone number here at Rock 101 KUFO. Sometime this hour, uh, we'll give away a pair of reserve tickets for you to see uh, Stained, Shine Down, Chevelle, and Hailstorm, part of KUFO Summer of Rock. That's the Clark County Amphitheater, August 10th. You can find out more at KUFO. Uh, com. Also at KUFO.com, incidentally, you can do a couple of things. A, you can see photos of the crew cut. Uh, that's the uh, the guy that got the uh, the head shaved a few weeks ago. That uh, video is up. You can see uh, the video of uh, me, by me I mean Greg, smashing that dye pack thing on the shirt uh, and then examining the uh, contents that lurk within. That, that video is uh, posted. And uh, last but not least, next Friday, so not tomorrow, but a week from uh, tomorrow, uh, we're going to be taking uh, a day off as we prepare for the 4th of July, and uh, we want to get your input on what we ought to be playing back in terms of best of, so you can go to rickemerson.com or you can go to kufo.com and just go to the Rick Emerson section there, and you can actually submit uh, what you think we ought to be playing back. Outstanding. You're leaning forward as though you had observations about what we ought to be playing back. No, I'm just thinking to myself. I'll report back later. (laughs) Examining the contents of your own head. I'll give you a moment. All right, Tim Riley's working on the following stories on this Thursday morning. So that South Carolina governor never ceases to entertain. His wife kicked him out of the house two weekends ago. She's an Ariana Huffington type. She's the one with the money. She's the one that put his campaign together. And now she got kicked to the curb. So we'll find out what happens there. 
One of Sam Adams' lawyers wrote that Bo Breedlove himself stoked the story with reporters for two years, and the Attorney General's office agrees with that. Uh, Warren Buffett said the U.S. economy is in the shambles. Who could disagree with that? Oregon lawmakers okay the banning of handheld phones while driving. So does that mean, you know, and by the way, uh, I don't know if this is this is like one of those real uh, the, the, this real time with Bill Maher things where he does the new rules. Yeah. Can we please just pass a law that no one is quit holding your cell phone like you're on a reality TV show. That thing where it's not where they're holding the phone out in front I of them like it out in front of them? like it's a Star Trek communicator. Who really? does that? The, the idiots who have seen people do that on reality shows. And of course, the reason they do it on reality shows is because the boom mic has got to be able to pick up the sound. So they'll get like a regular phone, you know, like a Blackberry, like Sarah's, but mm-hmm. they won't hold it up to their heads. They will hold it out in front of them. As though it's a tricorder and they're going to be, you know, measuring radiation levels or something with it. Well, it should be taken away then. That, they should be taken away and they should be beaten senseless. All right. Uh, we've got a, a few texts about this uh, Sam Adams thing. This one just says, it's a Sam Adams soap opera. All we need is for Bo Breedlove to have an evil twin and Tom Potter to die and then come back to life. Not that we're advocating the death of Tom Potter, but I'm just saying no. if it were a soap opera, sort of a they save the head kind of a thing. Uh, let's see. We've got this. Um Let's see. What did the Brazilian chick look like? They are the hottest women in the world. That might be worth losing your career over. That's a good point. I've not seen a pic yet. I was. I've act- seen a picture of her house. That, she does have kids. That was actually going to be uh, uh, my question: Is is there? Do we have a photograph of not the yet. woman that the South Carolina guy was getting it on with? All Usually right, well, that happens right after we get off the air. Yeah, I know we will. <laughs> it's in nine four. So uh, TMZ undoubtedly has people uh, all over the ground in Buenos. The thing about Buenos Aires is. I mean, from my understanding, first of all, there's really only two things that it's known for. One, hot girls. Two, Nazis. So it seems like if you're spending a lot of time there as a married politician, there's no good outcome there. That's it's just degrees of bad. Right, well, Maybe the ladies are alluring. That's entirely possible. Uh, so we've got this. This uh, says... It's so sad about Sarah spending time at the at the Men of Playgirl show. Now, Keith, to, to, to be fair, it's not like you bought the ticket. No, no, it was given to me. And I mean, and it was just not? sort of a goof. Why like, not? Yeah, well, it's like going to the sex club thing. It's hey, like, yeah, why I not? Could, like sitting, you know, in my friend's backyard and drink beer. I could go and see some ridiculous and you guys felt like, dancing uh, around in fireman outfits. Exactly. You could. You sort of felt like Diane Fossey. You know, where you're mm-hmm. just sort of sitting there, just taking notes. Uh, this text says. Uh, I know all about Refectory, a.k.a. Rejectory. It is such a sad place. I haven't been there in many years, but I remember it primarily is a cougar's den for sad white women. Sounds like things haven't really changed all that much. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. All right, so just because I've been to... I have two sort of experiences I can I can draw it in terms of you were saying these guys giving lap dances to the women. I mean, I've been, you know, in, in my day uh, to regular uh, strip clubs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how they do it here, but you know, when I was a when I was a younger man, uh, there was too. They would they were like table dances, which is where you were basically just sitting at your table, like in a chair, and a, a chick would come. I go, do you want to dance? And yeah, they would like writhe around on you. Yeah, and like you would just sit where you were, like you wouldn't get up. Uh, and then there was the, the the like the couch dance or whatever they called it, which is where like you would go to like through some beaded curtain, always with the beaded curtains. Mm-hmm. And you'd sit in some chair, like off in a dark corner somewhere, uh, and then, uh, you know, and then you pay like your 20 bucks or whatever it was at the time. And then, yeah, and then, yeah, and she does the whole like close dancing where you, and, and then, and then, of course, it's like a known thing that the girls will occasionally, you know, uh, brush up against you, which they're not supposed to do. But that is there so you can think, wait a minute, I think she really likes me. She told me her real name. I think we're going to be together forever. And do that I was kind of 50? happening in reverse, like with these girls who were giving all the guys money, there's like, like you could tell that they thought that they were going to be future boyfriends. See, and, and that's I've what, often like, thought like, of starting rubbing. a new life in Gresham. <laughs> I was like, I can all the way from Las Vegas. <laughs> 
to marry you. And I don't Russia. need the glitz and glamour like many others. I know, I know I'm a hot guy uh, that's all uh, uh, greased up and hairless with uh, chiseled abs and, uh, you know, and biceps that you could play handball on. But what I'd really like to do is marry some homely fat housefrau in Gresham and sit around and, uh, you know. Spend the day sweeping up broken glass and <laughs> looking for my stolen dream. car. <laughs> Go to work in a fork-making factory. Uh, so... Anyway, so the guys would come over and they would, if a woman had 10 bucks, they would take the woman and she would sit in a chair. On and then stage. They, like on, on in stage. The middle, it, there wasn't a stage. See, this is so floor. the difference between men and women. What though, type of chair was it? Like a fold, folding metal chair? No, or it, 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 it might three as well legs. have been, though. <laughs> sort of leaning to one side. Did they borrowed from the bingo hall. But this, seems comfortable. Isn't this totally the difference between men and women? Because no offense, because women do uh, oftentimes like to be the center of attention, where men would not. For oh, example, like the things that these girls were doing with the guys in front of everybody were see and the, gross. And see, you've been to strip clubs where guys are watching women, and guys just sit there and they don't move. Mm-hmm. They don't move. They don't make. And guys typically don't go like. Whoo! Take girls it off. could just not sit in their seats. They had to get up and like, I saw girls being kicked off the dance floor because they kept trying to dance and t- dance with the strippers and touch them. See, and I uh, I have only been to a strip show, like men stripping for women, uh, once in my life because I, was wor- I wasn't I was a DJ, but I was wor- there was like a DJ company that was doing the music or whatever. And I was like some, I don't know, I, I forget what I was doing. I was like hauling speakers in and out or something. So I saw part of it and it was like the chicks were just unhinged. I mean, they were... Uh, it really was like there was crack in the water or something. The women were just nuts. Whereas guys, especially a guy getting a lap dance, A, you want to be in a dark corner, and B, you don't move. Um, so as the women are sitting in this chair and all the other women are watching and these guys are giving them the dance. Mm-hmm. So when you said that there was a touching happening and then you did this weird you sort of made these weird gestures to indicate how that was. Can you describe what you're sort of talking about? Yes. So, like, the guys, so the girls would sit in the chair, and the guys, you know, would, like, take off their pants, and they'd start shimmying around and stuff. But they have, like, a Speedo or something. They have a Speedo thing on. on. I guess there's a rule about, I guess there's an anti-penis rule um, for male I guess it's a city ordinance. (laughs) Really? I guess you can't, yeah, I guess men can't show it. Now that's that, that no, seems wrong to me. Why are why are women allowed to show it? I don't know. That's just uh, that's just bias. Just is what that is. You know, it's men. A, it's a circular X through that piece of the anatomy hanging up on the wall. <laughs> so right. he'd keep like wiggling around and then like sit on sit on the girl's lap, and then let's say for example, Tim enjoys gardening on the weekends, and yes. you know for example if he's like weeding and he likes to you know put weeds into a wheelbarrow mm-hmm. and you know wheel the wheelbarrow around yes and hang on to the handles and just make sure that the wheelbarrow you know like yes yes um. Who's who's the wheelbarrow here? The girl. So the girl. Wait, what are the handles? I the chair. Oh, I thought. Oh wait, the handles are the legs. Are they talking about love handles? (laughs) Well, there were. Well, it is Gresham. Yeah. I. So she's like this. So here's the chair. She's like this. Okay, now. Okay, now you're making a T sign with your hands. Maybe I don't. Maybe we need some dolls to demonstrate this. Seriously, where? I think I need a couple Barbies. Where did the Barbie touch you? Uh, We have a horse head. And a George W. Bush figurine. We have a stuffed horse head. Why is there a stuffed horse head in the okay. studio? <laughs> um, we have so a rat and a George W. Bush. Here's what Sarah's using to demonstrate. We, she has a George W. Bush bobblehead and then a life-size rubber rat. Okay, and here's the chair. Okay, and, and the water bottle is the chair? Okay, so... This has got to be really satisfying be the for the listeners. George uh, W. Bush is the lady. So he's sitting here and the guy's all like, woo! And then on him. And then picks up George W. Bush... And George W. Bush is hanging onto the back of the chair. Right. And then the guy. And then he's on her back? Yeah, but she's. She's fat? 
Yes. I have no idea. <laughs> it's, it's, like it's like sitting on a raft. This is very touchy because I don't know if, how to if say she's going. Is... If you're going wild water rafting, it would be the same thing. Okay, let me just let me just ask you this: Was there sex had? No, but it was a it was a sex act. Were they? So is this a? Wait a minute. What? I mean, what do you mean wasn't... it was a? It was there? Um... Do you really not understand? I wheelbarrow. 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 I was weeding my garden a couple of minutes. Is this like the wind talkers thing where you're a Navajo giving bombing instructions in code? <laughs> I'm going to drop. So what does the rap do? Eagle, branch, fork, foxtrot. All right, so let's just see. She's parallel to the floor and open. <sighs> and open. And he's standing behind her and wiggling. Oh. She's parallel, but where? So he has her he legs up? He has her legs up. up. And he's behind Is she her. on her back? No, she's hanging onto the chair. She's parallel to the floor. Think of her as being the wheelbarrow. She's the wheelbarrow. He's pushing the wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> I almost prefer not knowing. You don't know what the wheelbarrow is? I'm sorry. I is We'd use real people, but we get in trouble. Is this well no no no, we're in the studio. We could do that actually. If only I'm there, not gonna be a volunteer for any of this. Fine. If only if only there was somebody here. Um so um Okay, we clearly this is going to require further explanation. So, oh right. my god! <laughs> Straight ahead, we have more of. Un, improbably, we have more of it. I, I swear to God, all I want to know is what the wheelbarrow is, and where and like the wheelbarrow is the lady. I understand, but I guess my question is how? How is it that the? Okay, I have a question. We come back. I have one specific question to ask that'll answer this whole thing. When we come back. I have one question. That will answer all questions uh, that, would, that would happen subsequently, I believe. So that's on the way. Plus, more news from Tim Riley. We're live in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It's Thursday. The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show returns. What a catastrophe. This is Rock 101 KUFO. Well, that was the best thing I've ever heard. So here's what happened like five seconds after we went uh, to a break. So we were uh, talking about Sarah's attendance to the Men of Playgirl performance last night in lovely Gresham. In one of the tonier parts of Gresham, I'm sure. It must have been for charity. Yes. Yes, it was for charity and puppies. Um, it was for children. And so Sarah was describing in what in what I, I know you believe to be great detail how... <laughs> These chicks were getting lap dances from from guys, and and how it differs from a regular strip club in that it's women sitting in a chair while all the other women watch, which is kind of both creepy and hot all at once. Um, that was totally creepy. And then the guys in speedos are all like, and then as you put it, they're the gardener and the woman is the wheelbarrow. Yes. So here's the one, but just before we even get to this, so we had this whole discussion. I boiled it down to one question I was going to ask, which I will ask in a moment. But as soon as we go to break, Sarah gets this uh, She gets this instant message from her sister on the screen that says, Hey, careful what you say. Mom and Dad are listening today. Oh. So hello, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Dillon, and uh, good day to you. Hi, Mom and Dad. So what is it? Are they driving through town? They're driving through town. They're heading to um, awesome. Arizona. Yes. Well, that's great. I had no idea. No, I didn't. She wrote that. I'm like, oh, God. And my sister isn't listening, so she doesn't know that that was what we were talking about. Oh, really? Oh, I thought she was no, being snarky no about idea. it. Like, ha, ha, talk about the stripping some no more. No idea. Just randomly, as I finished that story, she's like, oh, P.S., be careful what you're saying. And so, so Sarah, just like the oh. color drains from her face. And then all the color comes back. Plus, I mean, you're doing it again right now, oh. by the way. Um, and so we go to commercial, and Sarah's just like, oh, crap. And she reaches for her Blackberry. 
calls uh would you call your dad i called oh, i called my mom and she didn't answer i'm like oh god they hate me <laughs> so and then she's thinking and then i could see you doing the calculate okay sarah's parents leave uh, seattle uh at uh, 3 p or uh, bremerton at 3 p.m they're driving 55 miles an hour portland is seven hours away or whatever and I knew they were leaving at 3 a.m i'm like okay so it's eight so that's five hours so they're probably you know closer to California. Did you factor in the? Uh, did you factor in the the, the uh, fact that you're on a hundred thousand watt radio station that can be heard kind of everywhere on Earth? So, yeah. you call uh, your dad. He answers, and then, "Hi, Dad, are you listening?" And then I don't know what he said. What was his? What did he he's say? Like, when you called oh him? boy, he's like, "Oh, did you have fun at the strip club last <laughs> night, Sarah?" <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Less so and for I'm you. just like, I'm sorry, I didn't. But then the, my parents are so rad, and my dad's like, "We're proud of you, Sarah." And then my mom was like in the background going, "We're proud of you." Because <laughs> like, they're so supportive, I'm like, I must be an embarrassment. Well, I mean, let's just be honest. I, uh, I'm sitting here describing to you uh, with a George W. Bush doll and, and a rat, rat and a water bottle. <laughs> what happened last night? Well, I mean, look, I mean. Uh, Here's the thing. I think that they're probably, well, they're proud of you for any number of reasons, but also because, you know, because you're not one of the cosmo-guzzling, dollar-bill-drinking, uh, uh, you know, empty-souled women. that They're like, can you please pretend to like me for, for three <laughs> minutes? ten dollars. <laughs> Act like I'm pretty. Uh, you're not that, and also you're not swinging on a pole somewhere to pay the rent. So, you know, I'm just saying it's... Not that you haven't accomplished a lot, and uh, not that you're not a bright gal, Sarah, but uh, let's also be honest in that uh, sometimes the bar is set uh, relatively close to the ground. So it is in my family. I haven't been arrested for dealing crystal meth, and I'm not in jail. So that's one of the wind column as far as my mom is concerned. Woohoo! All right. Uh, so just my final question about this. Then okay. we'll bring Curtin down to this whole thing, and we'll never discuss it again. Um, is this like the woman is Helen Slater in Supergirl, and she is stretched yes. straight out, flying over the city? Yes. Except uh, the guy... It's like she's trying to make um, like a letter with her body, like the letter X, perhaps. Okay, and then the guy... Uh, uh, but it parallel is as th- to the ground. Is it as though the woman is a pair of scissors, and yes. the man is a piece of paper being cut by her thighs? Yes. And suppose, like, the piece of paper, like, they're really dull scissors, and you can't really, like, you gotta get jam the paper, the paper in there. In you gotta there. jam it in again and again, kind of wiggle around to make sure that the paper is in there. But the paper isn't in there because the wrapping is still on the scissors. Yes. The paper jam. There's no paper jam. Thank God. <laughs> but let's just say, like, they, yeah, so they're trying to cut the paper for, like, 30 seconds, and I'm just watching this, and Kelsey and Heather and I are just in disbelief, like, Watching this happen as this guy's going to town, and we're just like, and all the other girls are like hooting and hollering and having the greatest time. Like, how, you're applauding that? I don't get it. Uh, what a strange experience that must be for the woman, too. I mean, it, you know what I mean? That's well, one a- of them turned out to be the stripper lady that I was talking. To. She's like, oh, she's like, I stripped down the street, and uh, I we we ain't allowed to touch him. I can't believe they can touch us like that. I'm like, yeah, he was so he was touching it, you. So what is so you can't so men can't show their business. They can't show the area. But they did wear special bikini bottoms. That might have been more fitted, right? Uh, maybe that's uh, where so, there's so not like so it's not ten like pounds one, of mud and a five pound sack. Yeah, well, it's not like one flat material. It's just say like they might be more form fitting. You know, like those socks that you can have that wrap around your individual yes. toes. Yes, yes. Wow, really? Uh huh. That's awkward. It very much so was. All right, I just and somebody told me by the way that, that it's only illegal for female dancers to touch male patrons. That it's not illegal for male dancers to touch female patrons. Oh, no, they were just 
groping these girls. So maybe that's because they figured that. Uh, maybe that's because they figured that. I don't know why that would be actually, unless it has to, unless it's with the no nudity thing. Well, I mean, come on, if some girls like shoving ten dollars at you to be like, come on, dance on top of me, you know. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> she's not going to mind if they're just kind of feeling around. Once again, we'd like to uh, thank Sarah's parents for listening today as they oh. drive through Portland. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Dylan. Uh, Godspeed on your journey. I love you. Have a good trip. All right, back after this. Her confirmation name was Rose, kid. She's Sarah X. Dillon. You can uh, hear her. You can pick up the station all the way to Arizona. (laughs) And actually, depending on your phone, you could could really just be listening all the time everywhere you go. Okay. All right. Straight ahead, we have a news from Tim Riley, and I do believe we'll be speaking with Mr. Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, winner of last night's finale. And for this season's I'm a Celebrity, uh, get me out of here. Stay there. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It is Thursday morning. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Broadcasting from the greatest city on earth. Our phone lines are open. <laughs> Caller 10 gets my seed. The Rick Emerson Show returns. It is the Rick Emerson Show live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It's Rock 101 KUFO. In mere moments, we'll go to the news desk with Tim Riley. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, who won last night's finale for I'm a Celebrity, uh, Get Me Out of Here, uh, will join us here in just a skosh as well. At this juncture in your morning, ladies and gentlemen, uh, people, we're going to give you a chance to win a pair of reserve tickets to Stained, Shine Down, Chevelle, and Hailstorm, part of KUFO's Summer of Rock, which happens, of course, August 10th at Clark County Amphitheater. You can find that more at KUFO.com. KUFO.com is where you can find out more about this. Stained, Shine Down, Chevelle, and Hailstorm, part of KUFO's Summer of Rock. And if you're caller 10 right now at 503 228 Eight four one zero one, you will win yourself a pair of tickets to that caller ten at five zero three two two eight four one zero one. This is Tim Riley at the news desk. In the news with Tim Riley. Eight forty two. Expect showers today. Highs near seventy. One man is dead when police say his vehicle was rear-ended and burst into flames on TB Highway. One man is under arrest for doing that. Happened around 2.30. That's why TV Highway is closed at Brookwood as the investigation continues. Even though Sam Adams and Bo Breedlove expressed concern for each other in those loving text messages, the records show that wasn't happening behind the scenes. Documents released include one showing a lawyer for Adams, uh, showing that uh, Breedlove was stoking the media for two years. As a matter of fact, he was sending anonymous tips that Adams knew nothing about. These tips went to the Mercury's editor, Amy Ruiz. When Adams' attorneys showed up on Breedlove's doorstep the night before Sam Adams wrote his letter of resignation, well, they were asking Bo to sign a statement saying he did not kiss or have sexual conduct with uh, Adams before he turned 18. And by the way, that Mercury editor, Amy Ruiz, was given a $55,000 a year job in Sam Adams' administration. Nothing to do with the other. I'm sure she was highly qualified. I'm sure she was, yes, out of everybody. Money alert. Now, if you have a Chase credit card, you may not know that you have one. If you had a Washington Mutual credit card, that became Chase. Well, Chase has something in the mail for you. You you better read what you get in the mail because you had been paying 2% of your credit card balance. That's going to go up to 5% at the beginning of next month. So more than, more than double of what you're paying now. So you better put some extra money away if you have a Chase or if you had a Washington Mutual credit card because... What you're paying now is 2%. You're going to have to pay more than twice as much, more than twice as much a month beginning August 
first. And, you know, I got this, uh, like a lot of people, it's one fluid motion for me sometimes where it goes right from the mailbox and then sort of just glancingly past mm-hmm. my field of vision and then right into the trash I'm, or, you know, the recycle bin or whatever. Don't do it this time. Whatever it's supposed to do. Uh, although, actually, that has now been supplemented by a, there's a secondary step there, which is just the shredding, uh, which is deeply satisfying in every way. So perhaps I should read some of those things before just rending them into small little bits. Jackie O seduced Marlon Brando. This happened in 1964. They had dinner, exchanged pleasantries, and they flirted a little bit. But a week later, Jackie hooked up with Brando at an apartment that he borrowed from her friend. He commented on Jackie's boyish hips and muscular frame. He he said, I'm not sure. (laughs) You know how to make a lady feel special, Marlon Brando. He said, I'm not sure if she knew what she was doing. But she did it well. I like the way you look like Bruce Jenner. Was he the one with the jars of... Jars of, of, of poo. Of poo. Mm-hmm. Because after we've... We should clarify what we're talking about there. Anymore. Well, the thing about Marlon Brando is... He's dead. Oh. <laughs> and that would be the thing about Marlon Brando. <laughs> the one thing about him is he's not alive anymore. I will say this, that um, before we move on... We found out all of this stuff about him after he died. That it was like it, it was some sort of weird conflation of him and like Doctor Moreau because it was like our first David Carradine. That's exactly because he had this island and it was like some he lived in Fiji or something. He had some I don't know. He he had like his he own an island. Yeah, he had an island where he lived, and I think somebody told me that that, that the island that Marlon Brando uh, lived on up until his death. Is actually right near the island where Tony Robbins lives, because he himself he has purchased himself like a, you know just he has a whole whole huge pad out there. But they're going through all the Marlon Brando stuff, and you know it's like you, you, we've had relatives uh, pass away, and you're sort of going through, and you, you know picture book, socks, cooking utensils, jars of poo, and apparently the deal was that if you went to visit Marlon Brando, you know it's like sometimes you got to bring a bottle of wine. This wasn't so much that as it was a jar of your. Your leavings, you because he, and he, oh, that like a sounds pot. made up. And it's, it's real. It's like a potluck type of thing. It's exactly what it's like, Tim. <laughs> I wonder how he collected them, like where they were. If he had like a shelf, they or, were uh, in a refrigerator. Glad you had a salt Sarah. mine. No, they, <laughs> they were they were stored underground in Colorado, beneath fifteen miles of granite, to survive nuclear holocaust. Um, no, they were on a shelf apparently, and it was just row after row. It's of, an island, isn't that hot there? Too? Well, yeah, but they have air conditioning. It's not like it, this is an apocalypse like now. Can, it's not like the neighbors would complain. Seriously, he's in Fiji on his own island. Who's going to tell Marlon Brando to clean that poo? That's that's probably not the case. Um, no, it's not like he was Colonel Kurtz just sitting and sweating in a dark cave somewhere waiting for a messenger boy to show up. I can't do a Marlon Brando voice. So it ended up at an estate sale? Is that what you're telling me after he died? It'll be yeah, like what one happened of those, to all of it? It'll be like one of those Picassos that they find at Goodwill for $6. I don't know. I thought it was just a scrawl made by a child. Turns out it's $90 million. There was just a bookshelf, apparently, in what I'm presuming had to have been a refrigerated room of some kind. And then the jars were sealed, and then they were all labeled. Uh, you know, Robin Williams or whoever it was that had come <laughs> to visit him. But the deal is you had to leave a sample. It's sort of like at the doctor's office when they ask you to leave a sample in the window, except on the other side is Marlon Brando wearing a cloth hat and nothing else, and he giggles a lot and then runs away. So there was that. So back on the business of of him and Jackie Kennedy, the thing about Marlon Brando, apart from the death and the boom, is that he now exists only as this weird end-of-life parody of himself. Mm-hmm. You know, like we talk about Little Richard being that way, too. The, the People forget that Little Richard was a very important uh, sort of link in the rock and roll chain early on. He was you know, a pioneer. But now he's just like this weird 
He's just like this this weird, freakish Muppet version of himself, and it's hard to sort of remember that he was, you know, back when he was the real deal. So it is with Marlon Brando, which is, who I think by many people is considered one of the greatest actors of all time with, with Laurence Olivier. But now all I can picture is, A, him is sweating somewhere and scratching himself in an inappropriate area while he waits for you to finish up something in the bathroom for him, or... Laying on top of Jackie Kennedy, also sweating, also fat and bald, and saying, I like your boyish figure and muscular, what did he say, masculine hips? Muscular. See, he liked her uh, boyish hips and muscular frame. Well, who wouldn't? All right, so there, was this when she was with um, Jack? No, this is, after, this is afterwards. This is during the time that she was having the affair with Bobby. I didn't, what do you mean she's having an affair with? Well, by the book. With, with uh, Robert Kennedy. Sorry, Cy Hirsch. Okay. Uh, she was, I thought that you're not confusing her with Marilyn Monroe. No. Marilyn Monroe did not have to have an affair with Robert Kennedy. But she did. But she did. I mean, she didn't have to. It was just, uh, it was just fun, I imagine. So, wait a minute. I got to pull up a chair for this. Let me understand this. I know you, you are from. This happened in 1964. So, a, a year after Kennedy, after Jack Kennedy was killed, uh, Jackie was getting it on with his brother? Yes. You didn't know that? No. Well, if you're going to go to New England at some point, you're going to have to learn its history. <laughs> well, maybe it sounds like the people there are waiting to educate me. Is that common knowledge? Sarah, did you know that Jackie Kennedy had an affair with Robert Kennedy? No, I just knew that a whole bunch of Kennedys slept with a whole bunch of other people. They're all uh, kind of a mishmash to me. Well, they are kind of our royals in that sense. Just yeah. nothing but inbreeding and rape. Seriously. Uh, so is that, I mean... Do you think Jack would have wanted it that way? Is it all, I want you to take care of Jacqueline if I'm no longer around? I don't think he would have cared, really. All right. Was that when Frank Sinatra was uh, was not around? When Frank Sinatra and Momo Giancana were not uh, busy filling her out like an application? Yes. Oh, all right. I'm just saying. I, it's, look, there's only, you're right, when you said there's only seven people in that whole circle of friends, and they were all just, uh, you know, getting it on constantly. It's like one big swing down there. All right. All right let's, uh, let's continue. Here's Tim Riley at the news desk. All right, so uh, we're getting to some of these letters here from the governor of uh, South Carolina. Some of the emails to his love in Argentina. And I, I've been all, all over the Internet so far. There's no picture of her, so that's coming soon. Here's one of the emails that the governor of South Carolina sent to the lusty lady. You are my love. Something hard to believe, even for myself. It's also a kind of impossible love. Not only because of distance, but situation... Sometimes you just don't choose things. They just happen. I can't redirect my feelings, and I'm very happy with mine toward you. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't know if we were at the end of that. That was the... Oh, no. I I have another one here. I'm sorry. I could digress and say that you have the ability to give magnificent gentle kisses. Or that I love your tan lines. And that I love the curve of your hips. Now take off your pants. The exotic beauty of you holding yourself, or two magnificent parts of yourself, <laughs> and the faded glow of the night's light. But hey, that would be going into sexual details. I am an ass clown who will never be elected to publicly held office again. He said it was an eight-year casual acquaintance, sparked into a torrid love affair. An eight-year casual acquaintance. Yes. Those seem like uh, ever so slightly mutually exclusive terms. All right. Well, there you go. So there's uh, there's that guy. So and he was what he was the head of the the Republican Governors Association. Yes. So that's come to an end. You know what? There ought to be. I was going to so make now, this by default. Sarah Palin is still the number one go to choice with the Republicans, <laughs> even with all her problems, even with her unpretentious lifestyle. 
Have you ever, you know, because she's just plain folks, Tim. She's uh, she's she's just people. Do you ever wonder if at some point it is an inevitability that we will have a reality show that is fully stocked with uh, sort of scandalized politicians? I mean, you got to figure. I mean, just over the, the last couple of years, uh, that we have enough to do that. I mean, we have uh, started with Mark Foley, we have Larry Craig, we have John Edwards, uh, we have uh, this guy, this uh, Mark Stanford guy uh, from South Carolina. I mean, so it's not like it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility either uh, that those guys need money to take care of their mounting legal bills or whatever, what what have you, or to placate their wives who apparently control the purse strings in those families. Because you said that what's her name, the the Carolina guy's wife. She's sort of like a Teresa Hines Carey. Uh, of, uh, I believe it was Steel Tools, which is a well-known tool company. <laughs> Steel Tools. So Sounds like that guy is a well-known tool company, Tim. Well, Am I right? Like he had a lot of things in his toolbox. All right. Somebody notes via text, it's uh, Lusty Government Officials Day at the Rick Emerson Show. Well, really, is, that's, uh, that's every day. Greg, is this, uh, are we picking this up? I'm looking at this line that's on hold. Is this? Um. Yeah. It's not Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh, with, uh, all right, Greg, can you pick up the phone for a second? Can you? Okay, what's it's, happening it's here? It's John Sally, for some reason. Oh, oh God, not really? Di- Seriously? It's not Lou Diamond no. Phillips. Greg, tell me, it's John Sally. Okay, I'm going to revamp all these questions. Okay, all right, okay, we're good. All right, okay. all right, all right, we're good. All right, John Sally, okay. John, John, Sally. John, John. All right. And anyway, so then, uh, then I said it's just a truckload uh, full of penguins, and you know, and so really, just vamping time. And then Billy Barty said. And then the nun said, why don't we do it? Because the room's already paid for. Did you and hear about the monkey who urinated on the Zambian president? <laughs> Was it a pet monkey or a wild monkey? The answer is always no. Uh, president uh, Rupaya Banda softly shouted, you have urinated on my jacket. <laughs> and he paused as he looked up to see the animal playing in the tree just above his chair. Perhaps these are blessings, he said, continuing his address to the people. Several monkeys play around the president's palace and his office. I'm sorry, I can't keep... There are also many species of antelopes and birds. And that's one to grow on. Now, page two. It is the Rick Emerson Show, and if you've been watching I'm a Celebrity uh, Get Me Out of Here, you saw it come to an action-packed conclusion last night. Uh, Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from I'm a Celebrity uh, Get Me Out of Here, John Sally. Hello, sir. How are you today? Hey, Rick. What's happening? Not a whole lot, my friend. Um... So uh, this, I, I know it must be a, a busy day for you because, I mean, you know, as you get towards the, the conclusion of those shows, it just, the tension must just ratchet up, I mean, just exponentially where every episode, you know, it's a shrinking number of folks. And, I mean, how stressful is it by the time you get to the finale? The stress when you first get there and you realize your mommy can't come help you. So by the end of the show, I literally saw the sun move back 10 minutes, 10 meters. Like, literally, you just say, okay, just watch the sun, and when it gets over us, that might be around 12 o'clock. I saw the sun go back to start. It seemed like I was living 72 hours and 24 hours, the longest days in history. So I feel sorry for guys on death row. And so, it like it takes forever to get there. And, you know, and, you know, ending up in the top three, and you have to forgive me, what, was the, what number of people did you start with? How many people were there at the very beginning? Uh, we started with 11, went to 13. All right. And, and and so did you, I mean, going in, do you have any expectation on a show like that of how uh, how far you're going to make it, or do you just figure, you know, let the chips fall where they, where they may? Well, I wanted to say that, but I'll be honest, I wanted to win it. And I went in there one, knowing it was a show, and I said, I'm going to win this. 
And it wound up being more than a show. It wound up being a psychiatrist's couch. Um, it wound up being a place to reminisce and, and catch up on things that I thought I'd put away, like death and like missed friends and, and missed opportunities and bad mistakes. And you're sitting there amongst people you don't know. And you literally every emotion is being sweat out of you. We're talking. So I wound up getting more out of that jungle than that jungle has gotten out of me, and I've literally transformed my life into an entire different person. Uh, we're talking to uh, John Sally from I'm a Celebrity. Uh, get me out of here. It's about being a psychiatrist couch, you know, and obviously it brings a lot of a lot of uh, out of people, and their personalities are really put on display. It, when it comes to Heidi and Spencer, do you feel like that's a put on with those guys, or are they really like that, or is it transforming them when they're in that situation? No, they are 100. percent Let me tell you, I haven't seen a guy hug his wife more than uh, maybe George Burns and Gracie, and I haven't seen somebody. I said it a little while ago, as as um, as vocal and smart businessman as Donald Trump, uh, with the with the with the I guess the boisterous way of Muhammad Ali and his "I'm American, this is the way it is" like Don King, and he was P Diddy. It's like he has taken the title, not the title, but he is now a new improved P. Diddy. So this is a white guy who acts like three of the black guys. This dude is unbelievable. That is real what you see. He believes it with every grain of his body. He is. He said, I'm the biggest celebrity in the world, and he means it. And he's proven it to be true. Well, what is, uh, what is next for you, John Sally? You figured you've uh, finished up. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. What is on the horizon for you, my friend? Well, to let you know, uh, I'm doing a syndicated radio show that comes out September. Uh, we've been, I did that way back in uh, March. I went around, so that show will come out at the beginning of September. I'm doing a reality show with my family, John Sally and the fam vacation. So I'm taking my daughters and my wife around the world, and then we're going to document it. We're going to document every country because America Kids don't have civics. They know no part of the world. You put a map in front of somebody, they don't know where they are. So I need us to go out and see the world. And I want to train my daughters by living it as opposed to just paying $46,000 a year in private school. And my food company, johnsally.com, is already was in motion. And my wine is called Gossip that I'm bringing out. So those are the things right there. Couple of movies that was already in process, but excellent. Really, what my target is. Well, well, congratulations on making it as far as you did, and best of uh, success in all future things, my friend. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Thanks a lot, bro. Thank you, John Sally, ladies and gentlemen. All right, there you go. And as we uh, get ready to uh, get on out of here, we're going to make way for Buzz. We should remind you that tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow 9 a.m. at KUFO.com, you're going to be able to get yourself a half-off certificate for Pearl District Tattoo. It's uh, the Pearl's first and only custom skin gallery. It's located at Northwest 9th and Northrop. It's uh, 503-241-4713 if you want to find out more. It's a great deal. Basically, it's 25. We'll get you 50. That is tomorrow, 9 a.m., at KUFO.com, part of KUFO's half-off uh, uh, sale. And if you call right now, if you are caller number 10 at 503-228-4101, 503-228-4101, you'll get yourself one of those 24 hours in advance. And then uh, you can purchase those for your own self tomorrow, 9 a.m., at KUFO.com for Pearl District Tattoo. Rick Emerson, show produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Tarek Dillon for Rock 101 KUFO in the newsroom. Tim Riley on the phones. It is Greg Nibbler, the production assistant. At the front desk, Dave Zinn is the gatekeeper, the webmistress, Bridget from upstairs, uh, CBS Radio, Portland Marketing Guru, Susan Don't F With Me Reynolds, Executive Producer, Christopher J. Paddock. Coming up next, it is Smells Like the 90s with our good friend Buzz. My name is Rick Emerson. It is Thursday, June 25th, 2009, and that is The Frequency, Kenneth. Thank you for listening. See you all tomorrow. Be safe. Watch out for snakes.
Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area, your daily show prep is now concluded. Thank you for listening. <laughs>